Hello, baby. Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Oh, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Signal of Doom. It's flashbacks. I'm Dave and I'm here with Adam the computer. Adam, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, Dave. It's good to be back for flashbacks. I think this is our uh, episode six, uh, episode which six, didn't seem like yes. we've done that many, but we're we're getting through them. Indeed. And it's, so it's Mark Wade's flash run book five of the collection. And the reason it's six is because we also did Mike Barrett's uh, at the start. Um, so yeah, it's book five of Mark Wade. Um, I'm going to say up top, something that might be controversial, not my favorite of the ones we've done, probably my least favorite in that I think it's very competent. I think it keeps the story moving. I just didn't feel that it was particularly interesting. This was kind of more where I would say to Flash, eh, Flash, you know, like, um, like I'll, I'll give I'll give my score before you even get into it. Seven out of ten all the way from me. It never went below it, and it very rarely went above it. I, I felt this was kind of a bit more pedestrian than the previous uh, Flash collections of Mark Wade. Fair, or do you think too harsh? I mean, uh, I don't think you're being harsh. I don't necessarily agree with you. I actually think this is probably my favorite after the uh, uh, Return of Barry Allen. That's my favourite. Return of Barry yeah, Allen's see, my favourite. Can't touch Return of Barry Allen, but even then, I think that volume, except for Return of Barry Allen, uh, you know, the Return of Barry Allen stuff is far and away better than the rest of that collection. Sure. Um, so I actually thought this was the second best one that we've done. I'd give it like a nine, mm. um, but, yeah. you know, different strokes, different folks. Yeah, a, I actually a, a also nine. think it's some of the best art, which I know you weren't a fan of the art as much. Well... Let's turn our attention to the art. Like, first off, when it started, I really was struggling I, 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 at first with Oscar Jimenez's art. Mm-hmm. Um, almost too abstract for me. At times, I was... Like, it's not that it's terrible art. In fact, it reminded me a little bit... I'm looking at a page now where um, Iris is sitting with, with Piper and um, in a cafe... Little touch sometimes of some of the Legion art of a Keith Githen um, at times. Um, See, yeah, I was thinking more like a Stuart Eminem type. Yeah, no, that's this era. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a good call. And again, Stuart Eminem isn't my favorite artist, even though I have read a lot of his stuff over the years. Um, but as it wore on, I I definitely grew acclimatized to it. Sometimes you have you know when there's an artist switch up, you have to sort of get used to the new style. For sure. Uh, I guess my comment would be, you know, uh, when, you know, we're looking at art, I guess you can have um, their figure work. So like how the characters actually look. Mm. But then the other thing is like the storytelling and the, you know, the kinetic quality to it. And I feel like this has more of a kinetic quality than any of the other ones we've seen, even if, you know, I would love a pinup from Mike Waringo, obviously, Mm. or Greg LaRoque. Um, mm. I just not sure those guys captured the the speed as much as this guy did. But this guy definitely that was... did that. This artist, and, and that's what I mean. As a, as it wore on, I grew to like it more. He yeah. he definitely captured a very fluid style. 
Um, Did we say his his name, Oscar Jimenez? Yes. I okay, I was yeah, sure. No, I, I mentioned it, uh, Oscar Jimenez. Um, but I do want to mention, uh, wow. Then we, midway through the collection, we get Umbardo Ramos on uh, <laughs> duties, and I thought he was absolutely appalling on, on impulse. <laughs> um, what the hell was going on with Umberto Ramos, famous for a very poor Peter Parker, in my book. Um, uh, terrible. Yeah, you showed me the picture. I kind of thought it looked fine, but yeah. I think you were talking about Amazing Spider-Man number one that he did with Dan Slott. Have um, another look at him, the computer, at how he did the eyes <laughs> and the face, because it's a joke. Um, he definitely has like a weird face, like it's no um, shit, almost like a plastic man type. It, and he's like cross-eyed and like you know, it's just it's it, it's no one's best day when it came to doing Peter Parker's <laughs> face that day. But um, but his impulse art in this is just appalling. Like you've got Max Mercury with like a sort of Judge Dredd's chin times ten. You've got guys rolling around in those boots that look like the Spice Girls used to wear. Um, yeah. See, I'll say something that you might find controversial, Go for it. and I'm only comparing these two because uh, impulse. Mm. But uh, I would compare this to like the art on Young Justice, which I'm not a huge fan of that art. Okay. Uh, I forget I like who the artist was. Uh, I he, New York, however you say it, N A U C K. Oh yeah, Todd Knock. Yeah, yeah, Todd Knock. You know, I like I like it every now and then, but it's just kind of hard for me to look at for very long. Um, it is unusual. Yeah. I, look, I enjoyed it at the time, and I own all the collections. But I agree with you. It, it is. Th- see, I, I didn't. I didn't mind in that. But um, I was looking forward to reading Impulse, and we got to this particular, uh, you know, edition, and and I was like, wow. But you know, I don't <laughs> want to bag out this collection too bad because it uh, look it does tell an interesting, fun flash story. Um. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot to like about it, like the deepening, uh, well, not the deepening, but the sort of, um, yeah, what's her name? Uh, it's Linda, yeah, Linda, uh, mm-hmm. kind of, and then the Flash from the Future and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was interesting, you know, and you had Iris coming back, you know, she's back in the present and she gets captured and sort of by uh, Dr. Polaris and um, Abracadabra. But... Is it just me, or did it kind of feel at times like these villains just kind of turned up? It was very Saturday morning cartoon, like they they were just sort of there, and it, it didn't, yeah, I can, you know, I guess so. Um, I know, you know, Abracadabra. You've heard me complain about him. How I think he's in every single volume right. of this Mark Wade stuff, and it's like, why Abracadabra? He's not that. He's not that good. Interesting, but no. I did find, uh, you know, the whole part about her writing this book. Mm. kind of interesting and um you know her having this future information that they were after kind of cool yeah it was kind of funny when um she gets captured kind of almost in off panel and she got captured it felt like and polaris and abracadabra and then she's writing out all the information for them and i'm just like yeah yeah <laughs> like i'm like how much are they going to trust this woman to like get all this information exactly correct like and, yeah, I mean, she yeah. can just say anything. and Yeah, like, yeah. they're not going to know. But they're very sure that, like, that's where I was kind of like, Mark Wade's kind of rushing here. A bit of a rush job, Wadey. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I, I didn't honestly feel like, I, I almost felt like this was, sometimes you get comics and you sort of like, you can tell that they're kind of, 
done a bit in a rush or maybe the the riding is is running out of steam. That's how I felt. I felt like Mark Wade was starting to <clears throat> run out of steam here. Now your score of nine tells me differently, but yeah, I'm starting to see a guy starting to hit the wall. You know. See, I've told you um, before that I think these next three volumes are not great uh, wow. that he does. That's 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 a that's an ominous set, you know tone. Um, yeah. How, how long? Like, I've got to say, as as the thing wore on, I grew more. Uh, I grew more to like Oscar Jimenez's art to a point where it wasn't mm-hmm. a problem anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we we might take it issue by issue if you if you want, and we can kind of do broad strokes. Um, do you want to mm-hmm. kick us off, Adam? Uh, yeah. So. Uh... First issue was 106, and it's the return of Frankie Kane, who we saw before, mm. uh, Flash's girlfriend, who has oh, magnetic yeah. powers. Um, she, she turns up a lot, doesn't she? She does, and that's another thing that I'm like, I don't ever need to see her again. I think she shows up in the John stuff, even Ugh. Rebirth. Oh, but um, it's always the same story with her, you know? Yeah, I know. Like, I do like uh, magnetic people, like characters, sure. um, so I appreciate that. You're, you're drawn to them? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, but yeah, um, basically, Linda's having some trouble with Wally having lied to her. Uh, we also see that this kind of ties in with Underworld Unleashed. Mm. Uh, there's a thing where the Pied Piper gets a candle, um, where basically if you light the candle, you're selling your soul and you get a wish. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, that, yeah that's right. With uh, What was his name? Neron or something. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, I, I remember right. Underworld Unleashed from back in the day when it was actually on the shelves, and I bought the collection recently, actually, as well. Oh, yeah? Um, just the co- trade collection? Or yes. Or they did an omnibus? Okay. No, no, just the trade collection. Um, I remember it was never that good, but I, 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 um, it was interesting. You know, it was kind of one of those kind of like it was it was interesting enough that when, when I saw that they collected it in trade, I was like, yeah, I'll grab that for my shelf, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to have the villain-centric event. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't really remember what Frankie was after. I think she's just gone crazy because of her powers again or yeah, something. Yeah, it was, it was the same stuff as always. Like, I blame Wally for doing this to me, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah so I figure pretty much can breeze through this, but yeah. essentially Linda saves um, Frankie whenever she drives the bus underneath a uh, low bridge. So. Yeah. That's about it. And and Wally was kind of trapped outside of the bubble, and then he, he they Linda, oh, right. Linda got through to Frankie, and then and then Wally managed to get them both off the thing before it exploded. Right, um, exactly. So that, that was it. Yeah. Like, and then, then they have sort of a, like happily ever after in this ever fluctuating relationship the two of them have. Yeah, I know they're always kind of um, at each other's other's throat. At least when Wade seems to ride them. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a fair bit of uh, drama in that relationship. It's uh, young love, um, yeah. And the, the next the next issue is um, is the Underworld Unleashed issue with a cameo by Shazam, uh, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, um, and and I gotta say, I usually don't. It seems like Wade's done quite a few team up issues. Mm. I don't normally find them, you know, that interesting. Mm. Um, like he did the Aquaman one and Nightwing. What did you think uh, of this one? I thought it was okay, you know, maybe better than those other two, but still yeah. not fantastic. It was kind of, uh, like, I like the idea of a team-up, but this team-up, it, it was sort of very sort of by the book, you know, like, yeah. um, 
it was it was fun to say Shazam, you know, like um, but you always kind of feel with him. They're like, please check out my book, you know, like please check out my power of Shazam. Book oh yeah, yeah. That I've got going on, and he's and he's never that interesting. I find I I just I I really feel that's part of the reason that Shazam never really gets off the launch pad these days. Like, there's nothing that interesting about him. He's a kid who turns into Shazam, who's a hell of a lot like Superman, you know? I've always wanted to like him, but I've never found him that interesting because whenever they do him, they'll do the, ah, shucks, you know, I'm basically as good as Superman, you know, personality-wise. That's why I actually like the Jeff John stuff a bit more. Yeah. Where he's a little bit of a prick. Well, it's a different edge, at least. It's something different, like, because otherwise you're sort of, he's forever doing, oh, oh shucks, gee golly, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, and it's, he's like Superman light, you know? Um, yeah. So, I don't know, I just I just feel that, like, yeah, I mean, he, he gets marks for me because Captain Marvel Jr. was Elvis's favourite superhero. Um <laughs> But if not for that, I, I, I don't think you'd even be registering on my radar at all. Yeah, um, you didn't even like the movie, did you? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I look, some of these movies, there's so many of them, that when they're just okay, I'm like, yeah, it, it's, it's fun, but it it wasn't terrible. I, I thought it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was okay. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably not for me, if you know what I mean. He's Seems prob- that way. He's yeah. probably never been for me, so... But I am slightly interested. I liked in the movie, I like the Shazam family when they have all the different people with all the different power, like Mary Marvel and Freddy, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I, I like the idea of it. So I, I'd hope the next movie would be a bit more exciting, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually think it's, I actually rate that movie higher than pretty much any of the other recent DC stuff, like since the Nolan trilogy, probably. Really? But, that that yeah. movie in particular? Okay. Yeah, I like it like better than pretty much anything else. Like I know a lot of people like Aquaman. I didn't really care for that at all. But uh, the Shazam stuff was, I guess, maybe really close to the Jeff Johns comic, so maybe yeah. that's part of why I liked it. But I tell you who I do like. I like Black Adam. Um, I actually I find Black Adam a very interesting character, and he's a Shazam. I, I like film. him when he's like. A, I mean, I don't need him really in the Justice League like they're doing now. Yeah. But I liked him when he was in the JSA and in yeah. 52. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, see, I think he's a bit more interesting. Like, And he comes from... He's originally a Shazam villain, yeah? Yeah. 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 So I think that they've done interesting stuff with him. I don't, I, don't hate, I don't hate Captain Marvel, but here it's just the normal... It's sort of the typical arrival of, you know, oh, shucks, oh, jill, oh, jill, you know, golly. And, you know, and they still haven't got away from... He's still just the radio reporter or whatever he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like, and that's why he's there because Linda's also there for some kind of news conference thing. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so um, as as a team up issue, it's it's effective, but nothing fantastic. Well, one thing I was gonna say is cool was whenever he calls down the lightning and Flash thinks he's getting hit by lightning and yes. outraces it. I thought that was kind of cool. That was cool. Um, right? And he asked, he goes, to, and Flash said to him. Uh, you, you've kind of got lightning powers and you run fast. Do you, do, we, do you have a connection to the Speed Force? I thought that was an interesting question uh, yeah, to put was, to him. Yeah. And he's like, no, I get question. my powers. My powers are magic-based. Um, yeah, something that's kind of interesting, I guess, is um, 
I don't know. Is this supposed to be the first time they met? Because I would have thought they would have met before. You know. Yeah, but that's the that's uh, the classic that's the classic thing here. Like, there's a lot of first time meetups. You know, maybe they haven't as well because like this is post crisis, and maybe they haven't had much yeah. to do with each other. You know. Well, and then also Shazam really wasn't around that much because I think he was still technically like a licensed character at this time. Right. Which is just insane to me that they were licensing him all the way up through, I think, like 2000. Really? Yeah. I thought they owned him. Um, They bought the rights back in the 70s. I think they were licensing licensing him up until like 2005. Wow. Okay. Or in in some part licensing him. Right. Yeah. Aspects of them, I guess. But yeah, so yeah, the Underworld Unleashed tie-in. Um, the villain here was um, you, you've been in Hawkman, uh, or I'm sorry, a Hawkman. Yes. Kate Clayton, and this is uh, Shadow. What's his name? Shadow, oh, Shadow Thief or something. Shadow Thief. Yeah, I, I only know him from um, the Justice League cartoon. Oh, okay. Well, I thought that was the Shade. Oh no, Shadow Thief's in one. Oh, okay. There, there's definitely well, yeah, Shadow he's a, Thief's he's definitely a pretty in big one. Hawkman guy. Villain. Okay. I didn't know that actually. Um, I did not know that. And while we're while we're talking, I've just got notification that coming out next week is Brave and the Bold, uh, the Bronze Age Omnibus Volume Three, which wraps up the uh, the Bronze Age Brave and the Bold stories, which I am getting. Adam, by the way, very cool. Very cool. I am all about the Bronze Age at the moment, aren't I? <laughs> you sure are. Yeah. <laughs> and what's that? What issue number does that run through? Do you know? Well, the last one's two hundred, so I think it's like it's like. I mean, I can bring it up, but it's it's like one sixty to two hundred or something like that. Like, it's, oh, okay. it's cool. a I wasn't sure if two hundred would have still been the Bronze Age, and it would be close. No, they but... what they did was I, I researched it. Um, they start the Bronze Age collection, and it's like the early seventies, and then it runs right through, and they they cancel the title in eighty three, um, and the final episode of it, the two hundred, I believe, introduces the Outsiders, and then Outsiders is the title. That Apero gets put on like straight after. Oh right, yeah. And uh-huh. So they retired Brave and the Bold, and they started Batman and the Outsiders like the next month or, or so. Cool. I know that last issue is like Batman meeting the Earth Two Batman, which I always thought was that's fun. Cool. Well, we're going to be doing on um, on Signal. We're doing Flashback Fridays now. Um, oh, cool. So we're kind of bringing in more classic stuff because you know, you know, you know. Frankly, you know, I think a lot of it's better than what's out now. You know, and uh, a bit more interesting, and uh, so suddenly I think some of it is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd jump in there, but uh, and, and you're right; it's only some of his. But you know what, uh, Rich and I sometimes some some people could describe us as the old men for the Muppets. You know, yeah, uh, Statler and Waldorf. That's actually our uh, my. I started doing trivia nights. That's the name we use is Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, well, it's great stuff, and um, you know, and and I don't, I don't mind being accused uh, of going a bit old school. Doesn't worry yeah, me. I mean, it's fun stuff if that's what you're feeling. I just, uh, you know, I think generally at any given time, there's your hits and misses, right? You know, sure. There's some there's shitty golden or silver age and oh, bronze age books, and there's of shitty course. current books. Yeah, but I tell you what, back, bronze age Batman Brave and the Bold, they didn't get too much wrong back then. Yeah, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Jim Apero on Art Judy's, Bob Haney writing the, the stories. We've got one coming up next week um, that, that I'm really looking forward to, and it's um, it's uh, what is it? It's uh, Super Sons. Yes, yeah, Saga of the Super Sons, where it's like Batman and um, and 
Superman, but it's they're, they're the kids. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it, it's gold, and, and like they're trying to write DC are trying to write hip for the kids, like in the late seventies. So you can imagine, you can imagine <laughs> the how way that you're is. describing it, though. It just doesn't sound That's awesome. that awesome. You know? It is awesome, though. Like it's <laughs> it's like, hey, let's get groovy and all this kind of stuff. Like it's real. Like um, they're trying to they're trying to dial into the kid base, but I'm like, this feels more like it would have been like mid sixties kids. <laughs> Probably, yeah. and like, but like Hollywood's depiction of a mid '60s kid, as opposed to like we're in the late '70s, and I don't know, it's just, it's crazy, is basically what it is, <laughs> and and that's kind of what what's appealing to me about it, like you know, and Rich is just, of course, Rich is just down, you know, um, he he likes the old stuff, so yeah, an oldie but a goodie. So, but turning back, what what era was the way doing this? Is this like late '90s? Uh, right here would have been, I think, like, 95. 95. Okay. Mm-hmm. Around the time yeah. that OJ was slicing and dicing. Was that right? I yeah, didn't I know think, when that was. Was that 94? Yeah, maybe 94, 95. I can't remember. But, like, it, it was the mid-90s when OJ really got the knives out and, <laughs> and, went, and went to town. <laughs> Hopped in the Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he had a copy of Flash tucked in his back pocket. You know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, a little known fact. Um, yeah, I had no, I uh, wasn't old enough, to, I guess, to remember that. Oh, I can never I mean, forget. Obviously, it. I remember it culturally, but yeah, you know. yeah. The juice, the juice is loose. Uh, funnily, <laughs> the reason he was on my mind was I was reading one of the old um, Brave and the Bolds, and uh, there was OJ Simpson. There was like two OJ Simpson ads in it, actually. Um, you know, from oh, really? from back in the day. Oh, yeah, because he was he was one of the most marketable. Athletes in like in the seventies into the early eighties, he was he was really like one of those guys that that, that really pushed hard on endorsements. Um, mm. So he's in a lot of advertisements for if you look in the comics and stuff like selling. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, I'm sure I've seen him in some. Yeah, he had a long running uh, in the states Hertz, I think it was commercials as well. Yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, he he was a big guy for promoting just just about anything basically. Mm. Yeah, I guess he was even an actor, right? Like uh, Naked Gun and yeah, yeah, he, was he? Yeah, he wasn't the one in the uh, Dirty Dozen, was he? No, Naked Gun was his. He his acting career never really got going as much. Uh, he was more he's far more successful in just advertising. But um, Naked Gun would have been his biggest uh, successes in acting. He was in all the Naked yeah. Gun movies, um, but he never really. He's in like Towering Inferno. Um, which we did on Cinema oh, yeah. Game, yeah. So he was more of a bit player in that, but he made the bulk of his money through endorsements. He he did a lot of endorsements. Um, yeah, he's always been after that cash. He loves that cash. He loves it. even I now. It's it, all about the cash. Yeah, I know. He was trying to release that book. It was called If I Did It. If I Did It, yeah. But apparently, the uh, the family yep. of you know Nicole was able to get their hands on it, and uh, it was just called like I Did It or something. Or they yeah. Just made that, the it. Yeah. Part really small. Yeah. I always thought that was pretty. Yeah, that would, pretty good. Now I've got a, I've got an answer. Brave and the Bold, Volume Three, collects one fifty-seven to two hundred. Okay, um, that's a hefty tome. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've ordered it, and I've ordered uh, Brave and the Bold Two as well. Um, so I've got both of them coming in. I am going to pick up one as well, so I'll have all three. Um, they are fun. If you like Batman, you like Bronze Age. You, you can't go too wrong with them. Um, yeah, I'm more mostly interested in like the later stuff, like. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, you know, towards the end of the series. Well, then but, it yeah. sounds like Volume 3 might be for you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's some really good Alan Brennert stories in there. Uh, cool. And uh, Mike Barr is also mm-hmm. an author. Because Bob Haney got removed from the title in the very late 70s because they felt oh, okay. he, could no, he could no longer c- could connect with the kids. <laughs> much to his protests, apparently. He he was very much of the mind, and we're going to cover it next week on the show, that uh, Saga of the Super Sons was canon. He was like, it's canon. And they were like, whoa, slow down. <laughs> Zany Bob Haney. Yeah, they were like, slow down, Bob. We're not sure about the use of the word canon uh, in our imaginary story. <laughs> He's like, no, it's canon. And I'm reading it going, I'm kind of glad this isn't canon. <laughs> yeah i can imagine it's funny because he has the wives you know because they're obviously the superman and batman are married and have these kids who are like 20s in their 20s but they look no older themselves so batman and superman yeah. look normal and <laughs> but the wives they do them kind of like the wife will be turned away so you just get her silhouette you don't see her mm. face. You, you, he, he, he's not like Lois and this and that, like, or, or he's not like they sort of tease it that it might be Catwoman, but they don't say if you know what I mean. At least so far on what I've read. Yeah, they actually do that in um, John Byrne's Superman Batman Generations. Really, that's uh, probably where he got it from. Was a uh, throwing back to that. Yeah, he's just like whether it's a, it's not really a steal. It's more a kind of homage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, nothing's original. Nothing's original, especially in comics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so turning back to this, so then we've got... I, you know what? I enjoyed this storyline. Um, what, what was his name? Savitar? Um, the kind yeah, of... did he... Yes, Savitar, uh, he... What, he was, uh, what, like a pilot from some nation, and he got thrown into the Speed Force at some point, mm. and he's just a bit more evil with it, right? Oh, he's super evil, and he's super obsessed mm. with becoming one with the Speed Force. Uh, in essence, and um, I thought he was a pretty good threat level in this. Uh, he actually got me kind of interested in the in the storyline because because up until then I was kind of like, oh, it's a bit you know, by the book, Mark Wade. You're not really stretching yourself, but I enjoyed this storyline. I thought it was cool. He was a kind of a fairly credible threat. Yeah, I agree. Um, probably one of the last big, good, you know, last good big threats that he introduces really? um and he's basically trying to steal all the speed force so uh we see jay and jesse and uh i forget these i think they're called the capitalist couriers they're from the william mesner Loeb's run right and he's stealing the speed and it causes you know uh the the one guy to fall off a building jay drops a vase jesse gets shot yeah um, so it's kind of scary they're all losing their powers like and i know i like jesse quick i think she's cool um, yeah, oh yeah, me too. I like you know, I like Jay too. The capitalist courier oh, guy. Yeah. I don't really care about. No, I don't care about him. And Jay's good. I mean, Jay's always around. I like that Jay's always around. He's hard not to like Jay. He's he's a very likable character. Um, oh, for sure. But uh, Jesse Quick, uh, does she have much of a life beyond Mark Wade's? Kind of obviously, kind of into all this Flash family. Is she does she hang around and like is she in the John's runs and all that kind of stuff? Uh, so if you like Jesse Quick, you'd probably want to check out uh, the Devin Grayson Titans, which actually isn't very good, but yeah. she's in it. Yeah. And then the other thing is Jeff Johns Justice Society of America is when she becomes Liberty Bell. That I'm more married. interested in because yeah. it's Jeff. Oh, Jeff that's very good run. Con- okay, that's kind of more Jeff Johns of the controls. And I, mm-hmm. I, I have, because that's his follow-on from JSA, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and it's better to me. Oh. Not to everyone, you know. Yeah, okay. Like, I seem to be the only one that likes it better, is my point. Okay, I, I've not read it. So that, That's that got the Magog storyline, hasn't it? Yeah, the sequel to Kingdom Come. I've always wanted to read that, actually, to be honest. and I've Very sa- good. Yeah, I've saved that, that, that bad boy up because, believe you me, late 90s, Dave, I was all about that Magog Kingdom Come story. You know, <laughs> yeah, that was. Really you know, I weird. probably oversold it because it's probably not what you're expecting, but I very much enjoyed it. So. Expecting the greatest story of all time. <laughs> I'm expecting. I do it. that sometimes where I'm like, oh, I should walk that back. I don't want to. <laughs> you don't think I don't do that? I do that all the time. <laughs> I get real hot and real cold easily. Uh... <laughs> well, I know, I know, and it's one or the other sometimes, right? <laughs> Best or worst. What was the one recently where I was about to rip right into um, a Mortal Hulk? Never read. I've never read an issue. Never read. Never even read an issue. I own three hard covers, and I'm looking at them. And I was in one of my moods, and I started to just—I was just about to slam it, and you mentioned it to me that like you could sense it. And as I, I was could. about, it was in the yeah, air. I was about to start my rant, and I looked on my shelf and saw I had three hard covers, and I was like, I was like, abandoned rant. <laughs> yeah, all because of Betty Brandt. You're like, or Betty. Uh, Betty Ross. Yeah. Betty Ross. Yeah. yeah. A character that's been dead since the '90s, and you're pissed off that she's not the same as she was when you read her in the three issues of the Peter David run. <laughs> yeah, I've barely read. <laughs> I mean, you're, I know you're very, you love the status quo. I think sometimes, or what you perceive as the status quo, like, it's got to stay. I do, I do. It's it's more on principle too, because I really haven't read very much of it. You like the classics, I get it. I do, I do, and uh, you know, it was it was kind of funny. But then, funnily enough, actually, this is really. I was reading something the other day, and Steve Englehart. Uh, who we're having on the show later this month, in his Hulk run, I don't know if you're aware of this, he had Betty turn into the Harpy. He, oh. he, he, it's a total coincidence, but I was looking at what characters he created because it's always, you know, it's something that you can talk to the, the guy about if he's, you know, created like characters. And he created that character, so really that's a throwback to an old story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool, yeah, I didn't know that. I know that she's like was the Red Hulk at one point, and yes. so now she's like a red yeah. harpy. So yeah. that's it's cool to know that it's a throwback. It's a throwback to the seventies, and I know I haven't read it, but I, but yeah, apparently that's that's the story. And I must say, I've I read a, a chunk of Stephen Gohart's Hulk run, and it's good fun. Like it's good, it's good stuff. I bet. Yeah, um, I'm actually kind of annoyed though because mm, it would right. have been cool if you would have gone on about how great his run was and then how stupid it is that they made Betty into a yeah. uh, harpy now. And he's like, like, "Well, actually, Dave, that was my idea. I did it. I did it back in the '70s. That was like we got real stoned and dropped some acid, <laughs> and then we thought this would be awesome." Yeah, and I was like, "I love your Hulk run. You you didn't turn Betty Brand. They turned Betty Brand into a monster." He goes, "I turned Betty Brand into the monster, David." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's like, I am discontinuing this call. <laughs> it's Save like, me a bit of embarrassment. It's like, um, have you ever seen, I think it's Kirby Enthusiasm, John Lovitz gets into the back of a, a limo and the and the guy the guy goes, the, the chauffeur guy goes, um, window up or down? And John Lovitz goes, have you seen City Slickers 2? No. Well, I think you had the answer. <laughs> <laughs> he better got presses in the window. It comes up. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, I don't I think, think that's Curb because I just watched all that and I don't remember him being in it. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's pretty it's, funny. Yeah, it's in one of those things from that time. 
Um, yeah, Jesse Quick, I like her. I like her design. I like the goggles. Uh, whoever came – was yeah. she – is this a way creation, Jesse Quick? No, she appeared just before this when they brought the Justice Society back from uh, Ragnarok. Uh, from Ragnarok. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. They were really – and I, I look at the page I'm looking at, page 69, good example of this artist kind of doing the shimmering effect around, around Wally West, which I think they do well. Um, something that is funny in these comics – you see the shimmering effect on page 69, then you look down and he's saying what? And the way they always convey surprise through the eyes, when, you know, obviously the eyes don't have any pupils or anything, or at least with him, and sort of like the face on him there. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. oh. He's like, huh? Oh? <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's quite cartoony. But, but I think you have to do it that way. Um, and then there was an interesting one here, and I kind of got confused. So Johnny Quick is having a meal, and I like the way he just rolls into the cafeteria dressed in his Johnny Quick clothes, and <laughs> he just rolls in, takes up a takes up a booth, and um, he's trying to do he's trying to do the formula because he 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 does the formula, doesn't he? But he's lost the formula. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So well, I mean, I guess it's just all the fact that the formula is kind of bullshit, and it's actually the Speed Force. Right, but also the speed force is being affected. Got you, but and, and I see. But does Jesse Quick? Does she use the formula as well? Because I thought she did as well. Yeah, I think so. We can go back a couple pages here and see if she says it. Uh, yeah, she does. Right. Okay. So she's she's his daughter, and she's kind of been been brought up to um, believe that the formula is the secret as well. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Got you. Does Johnny Quick come back after the events of this storyline, or is he done and dusted? Uh, he comes back in when Jeff Johns does the rebirth story that brings Barry back. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, mostly he's dusted. He's dusted. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Then we then we had uh, Max Mercury getting absolutely hammered by uh, Savitar. Yeah, um, and uh, I was like Max. Uh, so it was not good to see him getting the crap beat out of him. No. But he does make it through. He does make it through. He's a, he's a bit of a genius, old Max Mercury. Um, some some more good artwork on page seventy six, where you've got Flash carrying uh, Linda and backed up by Jesse and Jay, and of course he's siphoning off his own power to give to them a bit, isn't he? Yeah, that's what. It, yeah. Um, if I had a criticism, I would say that I think that sometimes uh, Jimenez makes everyone very tall and thin. Like everyone kind of looks. The same build. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. How about this bit where um, he goes, pick it up, okay, back 10 is a crawl, this is Wally. And then Jay points out, you're the one with the juice, Junior, which is true. I mean, they're siphoning off his power. And then you, we get Jesse Quick, who's got an attitude, just what I wanted, to be your puppet again. She slams him with that comment. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like that. What is it with you? I'm sorry I said you were my successor when you weren't. I had reasons. I thought we'd made our peace. How about we concentrate on Bart? Um, yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, you're right." And then we've got old, we've got Bart there, a bit of a favorite character of mine, actually. Impulse, I like, I like Impulse. Um, yeah, you're big on the Young Justice stuff. I uh, yeah. it took me a while to grow on him, honestly. Uh, you know how it is now, where they're always introducing like new sidekicks, and they never quite click with you. Oh yeah, that's kind of how I felt with him at first, and Connor Kent. Um, yeah. But now I really love him. Uh, so. Yeah, looking at the time, 
because uh, I remember at the time, they were pushing Impulse pretty hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and not enough that I ever picked up his solo title, but I definitely enjoyed him in Young Justice. But he, he's always on the nose a bit. Like, he's that annoying brat kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But but funnily it, enough, I like him to stay like that. I don't want, like, mature, kind of sensible Impulse, you know? Oh, yeah, me neither. Um, they made him flash for a while and kind of got rid of the humor, and I don't think it worked as well. Yeah, I mean, but, um, no, no thank you. DC, <laughs> yeah. Did they get Umberto Ramos to draw it? Because that would have really been a colossal fail. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, and um, one thing I like about honestly, Jessie Quick, I like her design. Like it's it's kind of weird. She's got like an she's got like a trench coat plus the costume plus the goggles plus the hair. There's a lot going on with her kind of costume and sort of runner <laughs> pants. There's sort of something you'd you'd see the Olympians wear, sort of like those kind of like I don't know what you describe them as, but those kind of sports pants, you know? Yeah, or even like bike shorts. Yeah, um, bike biker shorts. Yeah, there's a fair bit going on with her design, and um, and I like it. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, when you think about it, the uh, jacket really doesn't make a lot of sense. But no, the jacket's kind of useless. Um, but I am I the only one who's saying you know if we were I'm going to put a comment out here, there might be a hot take. Um, you know, we're always trying to flip and change and reverse and, you know, on all the different characters. What about making Jesse Quick the Flash? Bang, there it is. Today. I'd be up for that. I'd be up for that. I'd be yeah. I'd be very up for that. Let's do it. And, you know, like they they spend all this time like, Oh, we want Wally, oh we killed Wally, Wally's a killer, Wally's back, Wally's not, like all this shit about Wally. Where what about Jesse Quick? You know? Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. Yeah, they did have that thing. Uh, you remember that round robin or whatever they were doing, um, where you voted on what the next mini series would be. I think she was one of the options, which was would have been cool. Oh, right, yeah. Well, they sort of did the thing, and then people were complaining, like that's not fair. Like my diverse characters are getting slaughtered in the in the votes. Like we w- <laughs> we want democracy, except when it doesn't work for us. You know. Well, I think a lot of people were just complaining about another fucking book about Robin yeah, when just, he has yeah, I know. so many. I'm just kidding, man. But like, it, you know, <laughs> that's the that's the tainted chalice of throwing it open to the votes, and then suddenly the people, you know, with them, unfortunately, the kind of minority books they never win. You know, right? Like the same way people vote with their dollar, they're gonna literally vote, you know, yeah, <laughs> in so. the poll. And and, um, and it's and for, and I agree. I mean, I don't need another fucking Robin book, but uh, there's a lot of Batman readers, and you know that means there's a lot of people who have been invested in the Batman family and. It sort of trickles, yeah. trickles down, and sometimes I'm just like, I mean, honestly, I'm like, hey, hey, DC, how about you show some actual balls and put out a Jesse Quick fucking book yourselves, and don't try to fucking and and make it a good book and let people come to it that way. Don't try to sort of yeah. like, you know, um, blame the fans. You know, like, how right. about you concentrate on putting out a decent book? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I saw on the most recent solicitations, like mm. over fifty percent of the product that was coming out was. Batman family. Which Doesn't like, surprise Jesus me at all. Christ. Doesn't surprise me. And I'm a Batman fan, and I think that that's overkill. You know? Right. I mean, even as a Batman fan, you're not going to read fucking no. 50 books a month. Like, no. you'll read, no. you know, you would like a good Batman book or two, you know? like. <laughs> oh, look, I, th- I think DC should always have Batman a detective. Um, I, I right. think there should always be a Robin book out there, a, a sort of a Robin sort of book like that, and I think probably another book, you know? Yeah. And, you, and you can still do what they cheat by doing is there's a lot of side t- titles that come up, like lots of series. minis and yeah. stuff. Yeah, 
But then again, they wouldn't put it out if people weren't buying it, you know? It's um, true. It just makes me sad, you know, like, you know, here the Legion of Heaven had a book in yeah, that's, quite a while yeah. and all these other cool characters. Well, that's it. And, like, such an interesting discussion, really, because going back through the 70s stuff, a lot of 100-page spectaculars uh, with a lot of reprint material. Now, I'm not saying they're all gold, but you're sort of like, I wonder if they could do more in the digital space, like put out 100-page spectaculars digitally, maybe, and having, you know, that way avoiding a massive price point in stores. Um, well, that's what they were doing in, um, even at Walmart, five bucks and you got a hundred pages, you know, there'd only be, you know, 12 or 20 new story pages, but it was still like a really good deal, right? See, I think that's a great deal. I'm just thinking stuff like that because look, I'm, and I'm plucking a character at random, like Phantom Stranger. Now I'm, I'm by no means am I a huge Phantom Stranger fan, but I'm just using him as an example. Now there's Mm -hmm. not enough of an audience for a Phantom Stranger ongoing. Okay. But if you put in, say, Flash, Phantom Stranger, and a 100-pager, and you mix the two of them up, do you know what I mean? If you mix a few characters up, which is what they used to do... um, Then you got a Phantom Stranger fan who's really just a Flash fan, but they read a little bit of Phantom Stranger, and they liked him, and there you go. And you you might have a little 10-page or 12-page of Phantom Stranger, and then at the same time you... You appeal to the Flash fan base with um, a character like like a Jessie Quick. You know, I'm using her as an example, like a a member of the Flash family, and you build around that. Like, yeah, it's it's a crime that they can put out all this Batman product, but they're telling themselves they can't put out a single Legion book. Where I'm like, you've got good Legion stuff, and I don't know. I I just think it's weird, and and like. And I'm not Superman's biggest fan, but having read a bit more Superman in recent years, I'm like, they're not tapping that as, as well as they could, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like, there's more there's more to tap in Superman than... Like, I think they should have a World's Finest book, you know? I really do. And the fact well, that... Well, I mean, a lot of times they have what... They call it Batman Superman now, right? Because it sells better, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And I guess that they're, they're putting out books, but... There's options beyond what they're just doing. And the fact that they're, I really think, unfortunately, like, yes, there is this big Batman fan base, and I'm one of them, but I think that they're tapping into it too much, and you're kind of dredging the well, and you're hitting a point where Batman readers are actually themselves saying, I don't know if I need Batman Reptilian, even though Garth Ennis is on it, because there's so much other Batman product. It's kind of getting, it's kind of getting lost in the shuffle a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so many different Batman. Like, look at the uh, Black Label line and how many freaking Joker series have come out through there. Like, you know, we and don't need all many. these Joker series. No, and I and I think it's too many. That's the thing. Like, yeah. um, it'd be so interesting. But their argument would be at corporate level that ever since the Joker movie, he, you know, they've they've always loved to spam Joker stories. And ever since the Joker movie, they're like, we're just going to keep spamming him now. We just don't, you know, we'll do it until the bubble bursts kind of thing. Um, They're very, very, very short-term in their thinking. Um, They don't, they they lack any kind of long-term vision almost at all, I think. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, look at, um, you know, the Green Lantern stuff and Flash. Flash was a pretty big deal for like a little bit there after... The show was actually decent. Sure. Um, you know, he was actually really popular, and the sales were doing really well. 
Green Lantern had like four books at one point after Jeff John left mm. or Jeff Johns left. And it's just like, uh, you know, now, you know, they're just not taking care of the IP yeah. and nobody's really interested, I feel like. Or, you know, some people are interested, but not enough to sell four or five books. No. And, and I would argue that, like, you didn't ever really need four books for a Green Lantern, you know? <laughs> I agree. But, um, but now I don't, I'm not even interested in one book. You know? No, that's like... it. You've, you, you've, you've been successful. If, you're, if your goal was to actually uh, completely lose the audience, you, you've, you've achieved that goal, you know? It's, 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 the, sad, it's the sad truth, really. Um, it's interesting though, but you know, who know who knows what they're doing at DC at the moment? I don't know if they know really. You know, yeah, they're, they're sort of lost. But we have a good scene here where uh, Flash is going through the newspapers. I like how he can do it all at super speed. Um, and I was asking you a lot of questions because this character I'm referencing, page eighty four, she comes from the Legion's timeline, Jenny Ognots. Uh, Bart's cousin and yours, your aunt Iris, she's our grandmother. And my brain was, I'm trying to work it all out. So she comes from the Legion time period and she's the daughter of one of the t- Tornado Twins. Is that correct? Yeah, so her and Bart are both from the Legion's time. It's just that Bart was sent back to, you know, the 20th century and she stayed and she's with the Legion. The reboot version of the team. Right. And what's her name? XO or something, isn't it? Or XS? XS. Not a very good name. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I could see that. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, so like a cola drink or something, you know, some sort of rival to Coca-Cola, it almost sounds like. Um, and <laughs> when you say Bart got sent back, did he literally get sent back on purpose? Uh, I think he was like on the run. Uh, we read the story hmm. in, I think, Volume 3. Okay. Uh but I don't really recall. I think he got sent back in order to protect him from uh, the Dominators or something. Right. Okay. So yeah, he's but it, but he he's there. He's you know it's um it it is what it is. He's he's there and he's effectively there to stay. Uh, it seems like for this time period, we then get the mm-hmm. origin of Savitar, which is kind of funny origin. And then he's like, "Whoa, come on! That's an awfully unlikely origin, isn't it?" It's all about Cold War and all this kind of stuff, and he he basically breaks in the Speed Force, doesn't he? Um, when he's he's going so fast, yeah, with the jet, he's like old school jet that looks like it's from like Korean War. Um, <laughs> somehow that jet is like really going crazy, but then he he almost forms like a um, he just cuts them down like crazy, and uh, he eventually names himself Savitar after the Hindu god of motion upon whom all movie things were dependent. So nice piece of research there from Mark Wade. Good to see. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, nice, nice. I, I, I'm i a big fan of when when they can, you know, they just they kind of dip into the old mythology well and they're like, hey, look what I discovered. I used Google before Google. <laughs> Maybe, you know, back in the old Encyclopedia Britannica days. Uh, yeah, it would have been a lot harder back then, I guess, huh? And I, I remember at school you used to have the uh, World Book and you had the Encyclopedia Britannica. And uh, if you needed the information, you had to sit down and uh, go alphabetically. You know, yeah, I'm still of an age that I can remember that as well. Um, yeah. I was actually talking to my wife the other day. I was like, "Do you remember the world before the internet?" And she, I think, said no, <laughs> or like I even said like cable TV, and she was like, "No." And I was like, oh, "Interesting." I do recall. I do recall. I remember thinking that um, it's so funny, like 
cable TV seemed so awesome. The sound of it, I was like, wow. In America, they've just got it all on the cable TV, like so much good stuff. And my bright, like, then you, the reality is, yeah, and a lot of it's just shit. Like, exactly. They just need more content. It's like that Bruce Springsteen song, 57 Channels and nothing on. You know, like, like it it is funny. Like, you're like, wow, what do they fill it all with? And you're like, well, they fill a lot of it with just shit, like reality TV garbage. Yeah, Um, exactly. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Yeah. And and that you always um, would have had to have paid a premium for that, like in the 80s. I imagine, you know, not every household would have had cable in the States, would they? Like, Yeah, I don't think we got it until uh, like 2000. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's, yeah, see, so you didn't have it any earlier than me because when they brought it out here in Australia, it was a big deal. You know, like they were oh, like, okay. um, when they brought up the cable TV, it was a, because people they pay TV, they called it, and like it was a, it was a big thing for like you know as they try like they obviously get the early adopters, which were in mm-hmm. the mid nineties, but it wasn't until more like the two thousands where most households would have had it. You know, they made a lot of money, kind of thing. And um, yeah, and it was kind of you know kind of a racket, honestly. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, you could really get people to pay a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very very true. Well, it's kind of like um, CDs. You know, CDs were this thing that, like, the whole music industry just made a fortune on, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, now you look back and you're like, well, they really kind of hoodwinked us, you know? Yeah. A lot sure. of people got rich. A lot of, and I'm talking like music executives, you know, made a lot of moolah off that thing. And, and, and now you have all the artists crying because, you know, they, they depend on the streaming. And now the, now the racket is the Spotify and yeah, Apple. They're making fortunes and they're paying pittances, you know? Yeah, and I'm wondering, you know, I know music is real bad about that now. Uh, you know, is movies headed the same way? Hmm. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're, we're live on the scene as always. We live in a time of change. You know? <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. Then we had old um, Johnny Quick here uh, doing a bit of uh, investigation on page 90. He's beating up a few people. Johnny Quick, to me, was a guy who could go. He, he just doesn't seem – he's no Jesse Quick. He's no Max Mercury. He's he's sort of like to me not a not a great character, frankly. Um, I mean, it's her dad, you know. Is yeah. that important? Well, he's important in that sense that you know he side Jesse, <laughs> but then it's almost like take a seat, old man. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not huge on him or anything. Uh, I think his design's kind of cool. Uh, he's a big character in JSA: The Golden Age, and also back in the All Star Squadron right. stories. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe that's. Yeah. Where he where really Roy, excels, Roy, Roy Thomas on All Star Squadron back in the fucking seventies or whenever it was. Like Jesus, no thanks. Yeah, I find it a bit of a snooze. Personally, yeah, I've been trying to read it, it for years. It's um for me that's when you Davy time for Davy to go to bed. You know when they <laughs> when they pull out All Star Squadron, I'm like I'm out, I'm done. You know, yeah. Rich Rich might be someone who might say sit down at the table and go deal me in. You know. I'd be interested to hear if he likes it. Um, I'm going to give it awesome. one more shot, and if I don't, I can't get into it. I'm going to hit eBay. Hit eBay, <laughs> just flip it. Yeah. Look for. The, I'll ask him tonight on Signal. I'll say, Rich, All Star Squadron, Roy Thomas, yes or no? Yeah, you're nay. Yep. Now a really good image, and I want to say great artwork, uh, dramatic reveal, um, where they're, they're talking um, about stuff, and Max Mercury just comes in. Max, Max, what happened? How bad is it? And he's like, Sir Savitar ran from his castle and he's hammered and Max Mercury the mentor is just really struggling for form 
Yeah, and I guess I'm not sure if we already passed it or not, but he was the one that sent Savitar forward through the time stream. Mm. Um, Because we know that Max has been jumping through the time stream as well. Yeah. Uh, And Savitar got thrown so far that he's just now reappeared, whereas Max has reappeared earlier. So, kind of cool. Yeah, and we find out that he he threw Savitar into it, didn't he? Like, originally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And now it's funny because XS, and what a terrible name that is, um, (laughs) and she goes, I can still use my ring. I can fly with it. And then Bart's like, ring? I thought you could fly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. fuck off, Bart. <laughs> like, um, but she has speed powers, plus she has the ring. Yeah? The fly ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, am I correct in saying this? The Tornado Twins, one of them's daughter is XS, and one of them, the other one's son is Bart. Yeah? So they're cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Bart's so. dead. XS's mom. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So that that makes sense. And and, and yeah, I, I I dig it. Uh, but then in a in a cool moment, um, Wally gives the ring to Jesse. Me, you're yeah. the only one who's familiar with flying as a combat skill. You in? I, yeah. It's like good old Jesse, and she takes the sword out. Yeah. So I don't know why he said she's familiar with it. I know that later on she can fly, and her mom is Liberty Bell. Yeah. Um, but I guess I wasn't sure, like, when Terrible. she had the ability to fly in this, because she's only been around for a few years. And, I yeah, don't I don't know. It's not explained very well either. Like, it's like, it could have done with an editor's note there, you know? Like, yeah, and I almost just don't think, I don't know, I just don't remember her ever flying up to this point. Well, I was so. like, can she fly? Like, I was like, I wasn't where she could fly. Like, she can run really fast and go up buildings, but that's not flying. She can, I assume... Go across water, not flying, still running fast. Um, yeah, and it's like if she could fly, then why does she need the ring? You know, whatever. Yeah, well, that's a good question. And and Mark Wade, maybe we should get him on the line and go page <laughs> uh, page a hundred of uh, book five. Mark Wade, uh, we may have noticed a discrepancy. Could you please? And then back, just, back yeah, up? that's all. That's all. We that's need. all we need. Thank you. Because <laughs> I want to talk about my new. No, we're not interested. <laughs> but no, I guess he's just referring to the fact that her mom can fly so I don't yeah, know. her mum could fly so she's familiar with flying combat situations I guess I guess she's, she's seen it of, I don't know she's like I spent a lot of time in Microsoft Flight Simulator um, <laughs> I clocked up a lot of hours so I, I feel like I don't but then she gets the sword and, and she's like now I'm ready and I like the dot 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 from Wally he's like okay I guess so uh, but yeah. meanwhile Max is just hammered yeah he's close to death yep now we come to easily my least favorite issue here, and that's due to one <laughs> Umberto Ramos's art style, which I want to spend some time on. Um, and yeah, I, I got to say right from the start, I was like, "What the hell is going on with the heads and the haircuts?" And just it's just a very unique style. Uh, maybe this was really playing into sort of like almost like a a weird American kind of anime influence at times in some weird settings, but. He, it, it's just like Johnny Quick, like looks like an absolute joke on page one hundred and nine <laughs> with those massive boots. He just looks awful. Um, uh, what, okay, I'm going to hand it to you because you're the defender of Umberto Ramos. What is it you like about this art style? Um, I didn't like it at the you know when I was younger, mm. but I don't know. I guess just through the years, I'm more open to like other styles. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think his, he does nice facial expressions, but I mean, it definitely is 
bizarre. Like it's not, it doesn't look like actual people would. Yeah. But I'm kind of okay with it, I guess. I don't know. And, and yeah. like I, I get you. I don't necessarily need everyone to be on the same style guide page. You know what I mean? Like so. <laughs> in in that sense, I understand. You know what you're saying. Um, I guess for me, it just goes too far. But yeah, I guess if you're a buyer, but like, okay, go to page 114. That haircut mm-hmm. is just, it just. I don't think our me. page numbers align. What is the like page? Page, page 114. Bart runs out of like the doors and goes through some trees and is looking out over the cityscape from from like a green hill. Um, he leaves, oh, okay. yeah, and you we have the the hair just like really out big time, <laughs> and I'm just like, what page is that on yours? That's I think 115, or oh, it says 11 in the little bubble. Right, okay, so... Oh, yeah, no, that's 11. Yeah, you're right, 11 here, 11, yeah, 11 there. But, I see, for me, that's where it loses me, the art the art there. Whereas, when you go to page 116 or 13 in the little bubble, the the sort of, like, um, follower of Savitar, I think, looks really good. So I think he looks better when he's got masks on. I think he's, he's weak as his faces. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see your point. I mean, I think like excess looks fine in that same page. And, um, uh, what's the girlfriend, uh, Linda, I think she looked like, I don't know. I don't have, or Jay, I don't think his face looks bad there. I think it's the shoes. Honestly, that's kind of weird. Personally, the worst part. The shoes are not good. The shoes are not good. Uh, Look, I will never love it. Um, (laughs) ever. And, uh, you know, he lost me with the Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Okay. Look, go Spider-Man. This is worse than Spider-Man. If you're going to complain no, this about is, anything, this is a lot worse than Spider-Man. A lot worse. Like, go to page 126 in the in the collection. Okay, so it's it's 125 on my on my iPad, but it's 126 in the collection. Johnny Quick's expression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit goofy. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think of it. Uh, Sometimes it's just like when you read enough of it, I feel like it mm. just makes you like it. Cause so I would say an artist I used to hate, despise, was Frank Quietly. I oh, hated yeah. looking at anything he did. Now right. I freaking love it. Like I don't know what it is, but just after looking at it for a while, it just I've always liked it, but it's very much its own style. It's it's a yeah. very stylistic choice that Frank Quietly does. I like it, um, but I it's also always the same. You know. He's very consistent. Um, Frank, quietly to me, is a love or hate kind of style artist. And this Umberto Ramos is in the similar category. Like, it's, they go away from the template a fair bit. So, I guess what I would say is what's worse than being love it or hate it is being boring. Yeah. Um, Like a lot of the house style guys. Sure. um, So, the next guy that comes over, I think, is, and I'm not trying to talk crap crap on him, but it's, I think, Paul Ryan. Mm and i just find his art just very boring to look at like it yeah. it's fine it looks like people mm. uh you know they stand around but there's nothing particularly interesting or you know about the layout or the kinetic quality to it yeah whereas i mean if you look at this you know when they're running they look like they're running like i don't know yeah. uh but yeah as far as the content of the issue i thought it was kind of a nice little story where bart's bummed out because max is kind of like his adopted dad in a way yeah um and he's in the hospital and he's having a hard time at school so i just thought it was kind of a nice little story but it is it is good in that sense for sure um 
Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, like the the story content, I don't have a problem with at all. And and it was nice to get Impulse, you know, check out check out Impulse. Like because I I have been to check that title out. And um, is Umberto Ramos always the artist on Impulse, or is it vary around? Do you know? Uh, it varies. I mean, it was like almost a hundred issues. I think Van Skyver actually got his start doing really some Impulse. Yeah. Wow. So pre Green Lantern. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, well then, moving on, um, we're again reminded, my name is Wally West, I'm The Flash, the fastest man alive. Um, it's mm-hmm. almost like he's got that in his contract to say that every single time. Um, <laughs> I think once an arc should be the max. Yeah, exactly. Suddenly, however, there's a challenger for the title. His name is Savator, and he calls himself the God of Motion. Um, some nice artwork here where uh, she she's actually flying and lifting him up towards the castle, I just realised. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty good. I quite like this art style. It's very nineties. Um, do you? <laughs> it's it's um it's, it's sim- grown on you. It, yeah, no, I I like the the artwork here. It's similar to a look of some of the Judge Red comics had this kind of. There, there's got to be a bit of digital going on here, I think, with this with this look. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe. I think so. Oscar Jimenez. Maybe you should get him on the line. I love the artwork um, of the. Where they're all connected into this battery, they they their cells in a ghastly battery. I think that looks really good, like where you see all of them on the wall. Yeah, he I does some cool effects like that, and stuff like this is kind of what reminds me of um, who did it? Stuart Eminem. Mm. I don't know, just something about the figure work looks like Eminem to me. Yeah, and then we get a good we get a good sign here where again it's one of um, I don't know if yeah it's. Uh, this character, Kristana Alex Dronova, a Soviet speedster and emotional sponge. Russia mothered her and gave her some identity until the USSR breakup. After that, she fell in love with a bad guy named Vandal Savage. Called herself Lady Savage. <laughs> yeah, so she was, I think, the third of the group from the guy that fell off the building earlier and died. Right. So she was like the third of the Russian flashes and... Uh, like they said, she became Lady Flash, like right around when the original TV show was on. Mm-hmm. So didn't really stick around as an enduring thing, but no. um, you know, was you know, she was a Flash. I so. like it when he goes, "She's the textbook lost soul." Of course, she ended up with Savitar, and it's my fault. If I'd been there, if I'd been more interested, and I like how they show Jesse rolling her eyes. <laughs> you know, you have got <laughs> to stop taking responsibility for the choices women make after they meet you. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good expression that they've got there. I really like a goggles man. That's a big part of why I like Jesse Quick because his goggles they're cool. You like Impulse too? He's got goggles. Yeah, I do like Impulse as well. I'm a big fan. I think of goggles them. are a cool costume choice. Yeah, I think so. Especially for a speedster. A, a young speedster on the way up, throw on a pair of goggles. Um, yeah. yeah, why not? Like, and it, it's kind of crazy. Um, you've got here the whatever her name was the woman who was Lady Flash. She's just really the puppet of this guy. She's like literally kneeling to him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, kill the Flash. And he's like, he knows I'm here. Of course he knows. Um, and then it's kind of interesting. So Jesse doesn't have speed powers now, just the ring during this fight. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Mm. And basically um, he's getting hammered. Uh, Jesse's trying to fight. How is she fighting a speed character with swords without speed? That's what I don't understand. Maybe he loaned some of the speed to her, I guess. Yeah, okay. And, like, we even have examples where she... Is it he or her? Maybe he throws the, the sword. It just bounces off the guy's chest. The, the wound heals. 
straight away. Um, yeah, so they're introducing some kind of newer uh, speed powers, I guess, right? Yeah. Like him being able to heal, and later on he like lends his speed to objects and stuff. Mm. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I like it, and I, I like the way that the metabolism can can heal. And meantime, we've got we do have Jessie using the um, the Legion Flight Ring kind of well. She's like, "Don't threaten me, you lunatic!" And like the ladies' thing is is going is is cutting below her, and she's like, "Your father." Uh, and I like where she goes. He's just using you, stupid bitch, is what she's gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, he loves me. Who do you love? We will take them away from you, your comrades, your friends, your father. And she's like going fully. She's just cutting fully sick. And who is that in the bed? Um, is that Max? Uh, yeah, I think Max. Yeah, Max. And he's kind of he he kind of gets re-energized, doesn't he? Because what happens is the the battery gets b- blown up, and so there's more speed force available. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I believe so. And we then get uh, the power comes back to Jesse Quick. You leave my father alone, and um, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's pretty crazy, man. It, it goes off, and um, Savitar still, meanwhile, smashes her into a wall. Um, so she's she's struggling. Um, all the people are coming out of the battery, and fifty of my best ninjas, all powered directly by my own speed. What are the odds? Even you will survive such an onslaught. And um, they just improved. Let's go. Jay, Johnny Quick, Max Mercury, and Impulse. And yeah, Impulse seems to have, in this artwork, seems to have grown like a f- two feet. You know? uh, yeah, that, would be my, that was my criticism, right? Where, um, Well, I guess it also is a contrast of the styles because uh, Humberto Ramos made him very like short. Uh, and that's whereas... how I know him from Young Justice, too. Right, and but then if you also think back to how Mike Waringo mm. drew him, he was like as tall as uh, Wally. Yeah. So it's just kind of still trying to figure out, I guess, what how, what his height. But it's like, to be. come on, guys, can, can you know where's the editor? You know, somebody we've got to get right. a height of fuck on fucking impulse. He can't. Well, <laughs> one day he's like an old twelve-year-old, like eleven-year-old. Next day he's like yeah. almost as tall as Jay Garrick. You know. Yeah, and I guess that's, again, what I say about the Oscar Jimenez art is he just seems to, like, make everyone tall and skinny. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, well, you know, it is what it is. Um, the next the next volume is uh, part five of six, uh, Impulse 11. Are we back to Umberto Ramos on Art Judy's? We are. So it's another... It's another mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the storyline, this one, though, where it's, the fight, it's basically a fight issue. Would you, would you agree? Yeah, uh, that first double page spread there is pretty cool. You know, you see all the Flash family fighting a bunch of ninjas. It's awesome. Like, yeah, and iconic. You know, everyone all together, like the good old Flash family. Um, they should mm-hmm. almost have a title called Flash Family. You know, they were gonna do one called the Speed Force, which I thought would have been cool, but been cool. didn't happen. What numbers do you reckon Flash sells now compared to back then? You know, I wonder. I mean, like right now, probably I don't know, fifty, fifty k. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, nothing sells like that much, right? No. Most you sells a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Um, I wonder then if the trades do well as well. Like, uh, there's got to be a lot of people who've completely abandoned the singles to collect in trades. You know. Yeah, I would say that's the trade-off, right? They probably sell a lot more. 
Yeah. I mean, because then they didn't really have trades, right? They would do one occasionally. There was very few trades in the nineties. There was a few, but it was it was very rare compared to now. You know. Yeah, well, now it's like if you don't put something in a trade, it's like, well, what happened? Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I like the way they're going through the books. Um, scrolls, books, grimries. You said Savitar had been accumulating knowledge about the speed field, but Max, I never dreamed. And then he shuts the book. Don't get overwhelmed, Jesse. I suspect he wrote most of this himself. Remember, Savitar's a zealot and insanely jealous of Flash's direct link to the field. That, that, I like the way he just slams the book down. Yeah. Um, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, you know, here Umberto Ramos's art I prefer in on on this on this storyline because I think it's it's a dramatic fight issue. There's a lot going on. Um, you could see impulse. I mean, impulse is really in his own book is is not really that dominant in this particular. You know, <laughs> yeah, for this crossover, he takes the back burner. Yeah, and then we've got a good scene where we cut back to um, Iris and and Linda, and it's like. Um, Iris is saying, I shouldn't even be here. I'm from the future. I don't belong in your lives anymore. And she's like, Grandma, don't say that. Come on, Iris. I don't want you to, don't want to say anything in front of Wally, but I'm really disappointed in you. What have I done? It's what you haven't done. You say you know our futures, but all I ever hear from you is that you're so, so afraid of changing the future that you refuse to accept the present. For God's sake, Iris, everybody affects the present just by existing. Get that straight. We're not history. We're real human beings trying to survive. Lives are at stake. The lives of people we both love. Let us worry about tomorrow. Let us make our own future. Help us get past today. I like that as well. It's it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like weird that we're supposed to think... Like, if you went back in time, I don't know if a real person would be that conserved about, like, conserving the time stream or whatever, but I don't know. Well, I guess she's concerned because she has direct knowledge of the exact events, perhaps. You know? True. True. Um, but then why why have you gone back to these people? Like, you know, if you're so concerned about it, you know, and all the... Why would you insert yourself right in the middle of it? Yeah, exactly. That, that's where I'm sort of like, if you're that worried, you didn't need to have gone and met them all again, you know? Yeah, and I think that's where by the end of this volume, she kind of decides she does need to leave again, right? Yeah, I think I needed her to leave again as well. The, the funniest <laughs> part is when they put her in the room and get her to write everything out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> she got like a photographic memory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Marty McFly sports almanac. Like, yeah. It's all the uh, scores and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Give us the, down to the betting truck. We want to just continually keep betting. Double, doubling up and doubling up and doubling up. Um, yeah, so, look, the, the fighting goes on. I'm, I'm not sure what else we can say about it. Um, yeah, this is... Oh, I guess this yeah. is where at the end Johnny's kind of running off and uh, ends up merging with the Speed Force. Yes, because he's like um, going to say the uh, formula, and then he's like to hell with it, and um, he just he just fully goes for it. And I like the way he's like um, Max is like John, no, come back. Too late, Max. I can feel it calling me. Finally, it's going to be amazing, isn't it, Max? And they're like. John, wait to fight your daughter. It's up to Flash to beat Savitar. There's nothing more we can do. And as for Jesse, tell her I love her, Max, and I'll always be part of her, now more than ever. So Jesse just leaves her. <laughs> and he yeah. goes into the Speed Force. I do think it's weird, this whole Speed Force thing, where it's like, they go to the Speed Force, but he's not dead. Like, we know he's there. 
I don't know. It's just kind of weird because then it's like, well, then we kind of know that Barry's there too, and so Barry's not really dead. Yeah. I don't know. Just the whole thing's kind of odd. It's like they act like it's death when really it's kind of not. Well, at it's kind of like transcending life. Right. It's like their afterlife, I guess. But well, yeah, they become something part of. Like it's not very well explained. But also the way he's just like, oh, the fight's fucking meanwhile going on full blast. He's like, oh fuck it, I'm just going. <laughs> like, tell, yeah. tell her I love her. Bye. It's yeah. out. Um, and he said, "Goodbye, Max. Thanks for putting up with me all these years. You may not, you you may not have been the best student, but you're a great teacher." Um, and he's like, "Thank you." Um, hmm. When I read, yeah, when I read that originally, I thought he was saying he might not have been the best student, but he's actually saying Max wasn't the best student. You may not have been the best student, but you were the a great teacher. Yeah, I don't really get that because I don't think he was ever in a. I guess because they were always kind of bickering back and forth, where he was trying to teach him about the formula. Gotcha. And, you know, they were both trying to teach each other. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So Max, in the end, was correct on this. You know. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In this particular retcon. Um. Yeah. So anyway, it, it, it's cool. Um. And then he's like. She, she's like, Max, where's my father? He's okay, isn't he? He's in this picture of them holding each other. Um, it's kind of crazy. Uh, and, and Bart's like, Max, I'm sorry I wasn't taking this more seriously. Live and learn. Um, the fight's not over yet. Uh, and then what happens? There's a... Um, you have overthrown my army. You have destroyed my holy cathedral. You have stolen everything that matters to me, Flash. I can do no less from you. Um, so that's when obviously they go to, is that, is that when, I guess it's, it, this time it's personal, they go back to, what, what city is it? Um, that, so this is the next, the next one is where basically, um, it's the finale issue and it's Flash chasing Savitar. Yeah. The, mm. uh, the big finale. Uh, I can take this one if you want. Yeah, go for it. Uh, yep. He's chasing him. They're fighting and punching. Uh, we're seeing that. Uh, Savitar has other powers, so he'll do things like he can heal, uh, or he'll throw stationary objects into high gear, mm-hmm. um, and it says metabolizes injur- injuries. Um, the Flash family try to help out, but they get taken out pretty easily by Savitar. Um, Bart tries to charge at him, and uh, Wally thinks how much he's a stupid, reckless kid because he about got his. Uh, Head smashed in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. They're. I don't know. They're kind of just running, and then Excess uh, comes with a message from Iris, who mm-hmm. has decided that she needs to help, and she says, "You can't beat him. Uh, you have to give him what he wants." Yes. Uh, so while he kind of figures out that he needs to take uh, Savitar in with uh, into overdrive, pretty much. Yep. So they're seeing the Speed Force, and I think Wally throws him into the Speed Force, so he actually like enters the afterlife. Mm. He's like, yes, the uh, edge of light. No longer do I pray for deliverance. This is where I belong. So for him, it, he's not even trying to resist it. He's just totally into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, you know, it doesn't seem like things go well for him, you know, because he's essentially dead, I guess. Mm. Uh, then Wally, though, seems like he's also there, but he knows that he'll be protected by having his um, lightning rod, which is Linda, mm. but he doesn't come back. Uh, mm. So I don't really know what went wrong there, but we do know that 
this other Flash shows up, who is John Fox. Yes, which was a, which was a cool reveal when he came through at the end. Yeah, uh, and you might not remember, but the very first Mark Wade trade we did mm. had the origin of John Fox, where he was helping out uh, Barry and Wally and Jay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but I I really kind of like the character, even though he does some pretty crappy things yeah. in the story. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like character. It's something a bit different. It was a cool reveal when he, when he, when he came through. Um, yeah, and, nice you know, cliffhanger. Nice cliffhanger. Uh, do you remember him out. from the DC One Million? No, I, I don't remember him at all. But um, okay, I was interested it, to see it. Yeah, in DC One Million, he's the Flash of the, you know, the Justice League that comes from the future, but he's got like a yellow and gold costume instead. Uh, pretty cool there. He's kind of a cool character in that he's very flawed. And he he's no Wally West, but he doesn't have their level of experience either. You know, he's very raw. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's pretty cool, and yeah, I like the design. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the next arc is about him being the Flash mm-hmm. and uh, Wally being away. Uh, we have a different artist on the first issue here. We have Anthony Castrillo, mm-hmm. who I think looks kind of like a John Byrne type. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. quite um, I quite liked it. Like, you know, it's it's reasonable. Um, yeah, I like it okay. Um, he's actually a big Legion fan to the point where he does commissions, but he'll only do Legion commissions, so I have a oh. Ultra Boy from him. Uh, well, why but, would he only do Legion commissions? Like, why would you restrict I, yourself? I think just because he only does it, like, for fun. Like, oh, he'll right. draw things and then post them for sale. If they don't sell, he just tears them in half. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. He he works as like a, I don't know. He works outside of the comic industry. Right. In so art, so is he, it's almost like watching a guy like burn money. You know, like he's like check this out <laughs> and he just burns. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Well, I can't afford him, but I'll. Uh, <laughs> if you lower your price, I'll take him. But you'd rather tear him up. No, he's he's like if you can't make the price suckers, these are gone. They're <laughs> they're rare. <Yeah. laughs> it's an interesting advertising strategy that he's got going. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Nice guy though. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of writing it. It's kind of weird, but like, but like, is he was he a Legion artist at any point, or is it just that he likes the Legion a lot? I don't think he's done a lot of professional comics work, uh, right. but he did do like a Legion story or two, probably about as much as he did on this Flash. Now, gotcha. Uh, right. Yeah, but I think he's just a fan. Yeah, got it. Well, well, he's skillful. I mean, there's nothing wrong with his <laughs> artwork, you know. Um, oh, yeah. I liked the funeral scene of Johnny Quick. Um. Would have liked to have seen more of the Justice Society. Um, considering the yeah, that's a good point. Well, well like, you got to think yeah. though. Here after Zero Hour, a lot of them are probably dead. Yeah, right. I mean, there's probably some around. Yeah. But yeah, that would have been nice. But maybe he was a bit of a prick. Maybe people didn't like him. Or maybe but, DC uh, didn't, wasn't sure who was in the Justice that. Society. Oh, go ahead. I was saying maybe DC wasn't sure who was in the Justice Society at this exact moment because it's prior to Jeff Johns or anything, you know. So True, yeah. Could have like, just had the old guys, though, you know? You could have just had the old guys, like, you know, Starman, the old Starman, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, um, what's his name? Um, Jay would have been there. He was there. You know, I'm just saying you could have gathered them all up. I do like <laughs> the line where um, you've got the mother of Jesse. I told him when I retired as Liberty Bell, this is what being a costume adventurer gets you. It gets you dead. All the glory in the world doesn't buy you one more moment of life. The world rolls on, and in time, you're forgotten. Like, what a downer. It's all for nothing. And I'm yeah, just like, Jesus, geez. like, fuck, it's a fucking black fucking album. This this chick's putting out. 
you know, very, <laughs> yeah, no, very it's a depressing. Just a little bit depressing, yeah, exactly. It's like Kurt Cobain five minutes before he put the gun in his mouth, you know. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there's that. And um, but then you've got who is it who consoles her? Uh, oh, it's John Fox who consoles her, saying uh, he will be remembered. And it's like, is that true? Does it matter? No, I suppose not. Thanks, John. So is yeah, that... it's kind of like, geez, yeah. like uh, you know, not that kind of things for Johnny Quick. Yeah, it's it's almost like Johnny Quick's a, a forgotten entity, um, you know, which mm-hmm. is eerily similar to real life, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> like unless you're a real Flash fan, Johnny Quick's not exactly turning a lot of heads, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's hard but true, man. <laughs> but then we see XS. Um, she's ready to go home to the 30th century. Mm-hmm. John Fox helps her out by repairing or changing the cosmic treadmill into a more straight-up uh, time machine. Mm-hmm. So, bye-bye. Back to the Legion. So, she's going, um, XS is going back, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like the way... I hope she finds a, time to, a way to visit again. I think she hit it off with everybody, even Impulse. Especially Impulse. Nice work, John. Everybody's, yeah, we kind of get the feeling that John's been around a little longer than, you know, what just a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's even living with Linda, and mm. uh, that's kind of weird, you know. He's kind of putting the moves on her, really. I mean, frankly, like, how about yeah. when John, he's he's screwed up something, and he goes into his room, and he just does a massive blaze where he's just, like, really frustrated? Yeah, he's mad because he didn't catch... Uh, Chillblane, yeah, and he takes out a bunch of police and gets hurt. Uh, Linda kind of helps stitch him up, and they're laughing and stuff. Mm. Which you know, it's nice to have somebody to help her feel better after Wally's gone. But you know, he crosses the line. Well, she's like feeling his body and stuff. Does it hurt? Oh no, no. Um, yeah, so it's there's a little bit of tension going here, and she's wearing really just wearing like a long t-shirt that's not yeah, that's what it looks like covering up too much, and um, he's kind of enjoying it, you know. Um, I think so. Yeah, and he's kind of, uh, he's not coming back. Is it true? Tell me, is it true? And he's like, it is now. So there's definitely a little bit of sexual tension in the air, which she doesn't seem to be that sort of cognizant of, where he's massively aware of it, you know? Right, and the whole thing, too, is that he's kind of intentionally now making her feel like while he's not there, yeah. Because and we learn in a future issue, a future issue that Wally's already visited John and told him about how she's his lightning bolt or, or whatever lightning rod. Yeah, uh, great so point. He's a pretty shitty guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I mean, it's kind of hokey that she is the lightning rod in the first place. You know what I mean? That's yeah, I, mean. I agree. Like it's kind of stupid. Uh, like if their relationship wavers, he can't get home. Well, okay. Many a relationship that has ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, especially thinking about Wally and all the relationships he's had. <laughs> yeah, he's gone through a fair amount of chicks uh, in his time period, and yeah. sometimes it's not worked out well. You know, so the the course Generally, of true yeah. love, the course of true love, never runs smooth. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, yeah, but you are right. I, I, look, I wasn't raiding John Fox trying to hone in so close. You know, like. At, at the most, a few weeks have passed, and um, he's really sort of dialing it up uh, on Linda in the house of Barry. Uh, not Barry, Wally. Like, he's almost ready to just go to their bed. You know what I'm saying? 
I know, yeah, he's pretty uh Take it all pretty slimy. But uh we see Wally wakes up and he's in I think it's the sixty fourth century, which is where Cadabra is from. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And um and it's kinda of interesting they worship him as a god. That's actually cool. <laughs> yeah, I did think that was cool. He saved him from Cadabra, so now they worship him. Uh they're like washing his feet. Um <laughs> And, like, he's supposed to be making all these different policy decisions, and he's like... Uh... <laughs> it's funny. And he's like, he's like, this is the guy who failed civics, and he's got to give all these answers and stuff. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's basically got to fix, you know, all of society. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess everybody uh, in the 64th century is quick to, like, do things, but they keep giving up yeah, on yeah. what they're doing. Rush yeah. jobs. Rush jobs, apart from the one guy who's, like, the librarian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it is, like, again with Mark Wade, it's kind of corny, but I also like it, if you know what I mean. Like, it's not, like, that complicated, but it's kind of fun. And Mark Wade does tap into an older school style at times. I think he, he kind of gets the DC universe in a weird way. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like, it's hard to dislike it. It might not be the greatest thing of all time, but it's sort of like... That's something that DC would have done in years past, and he does it in kind of a refreshed way. So I sort of rated it. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty pretty good issue, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you always use this qualifier like it's not the greatest thing of all time. Where it's like it's not. It's not. I mean, it's not. It obviously isn't. But you know, saying that just kind of like yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't see the point. It needs to be said. You know, like it. You know, because it's not top shelf. Like, but. What I'm trying to say is, I'm giving it a seven. I think this is one of the better issues in the nice. in the book. I, so yeah. I, I, this is like a seven point five to me. And what I'm trying to say is, he he plays with the conventions uh, of like what could have been past DC crazy stories, but he puts the filters it through what was you know a contemporary lens. And I actually think in the end it comes out as being like a good seven point five issue. Like it's 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 skillful, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought it was pretty fun. A little exploration of what his time in the future yeah. gained, where I'd probably rate it a little higher than you. But yeah, I could see what you're saying about it kind of being a callback to, you know, past stories. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, look, I, I honestly would say that something like this would be, I think, a really good movie concept. You know? Um, you could obviously throw in a lot more stuff to the actual thing, but like something like this where Flash goes into the future where he's worshipped as a god and people. A, you know, a rushing around doing things and not finishing them. You could obviously throw in some bad guys. Like, I think it would be an interesting story. Yeah, I mean, I would maybe say like a good TV episode. Either, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, too. Good TV um, episode, for sure. Yeah. And he says, goodbye, uh, Wally World. Next stop, the time stream. Yeah, what page are you on? Uh, that's on page 243. Okay, where, yeah. Where he sort of like goes and then the whole thing crashes around him. Yeah, so I wonder uh, if we'll see that followed up in future stories. Because mm. um, it definitely seems like things are going bad. Yeah, well, everything just crashes. It, but was did he know that was going to happen? No, I don't think so. Right. He even says, like, I hope they'll be all right without me because mm. they're kind of idiots. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then we've got, um, it's uh, Linda and John Fox's character, going in and I recognized it, it's that woman um what's her name she's Captain Cold's sister and yeah, she's, Golden Glider. she's all frozen here and then she just gets destroyed 
Yeah, it's pretty harsh. Yeah, wow. And I know her from the TV show. She was in the TV show. The original or the new one? The new one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's in that. So she dead here. Yeah, I'm not sure when she really comes back. She might not come back till the new 52. Wow. Crazy. Um, and then we yeah, see kind of here... a weird way to kill off like a yeah. long-standing villain. Yeah, just like smashed, and then and then you see John Fox. Shush, I'm here now. You're safe now. You're safe with me. Like in her arms. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs> like it's it's uh, he's getting very cozy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a kind of a douche. Uh, I also thought it was weird though. We see them standing there. And then we also see, I guess, them leaving, and then Chill Blaine comes in. Yeah. Right after, I don't really understand what they were trying to accomplish with that yeah. scene. I guess I don't know either. Try and stop me. I'm not a thief. I'm different. Welcome to the Ice Age. It's like chill out. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the dinosaurs? They froze. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Schwarzenegger. It's classic, classic Arnie, classic late nineties Batman movies. <laughs> Funny. Um. So yeah, these next few issues are some of the earliest uh, Flash issues I ever had. Like, really? uh, yeah, one fourteen here, and then I think the next two after that. <clears throat> Were you buying them off the stands? Oh no, I was a backbend diver back then. Right. Okay. Well, good, good stuff to uh to get though. How much would yeah. this kind of I would only been I'd only been like four when this one was on the stands actually, so Right, okay, that makes sense. Um, how much would this have cost you in a back bin in the States back then? Like are we looking at a dollar or are we looking at less? Oh no, yeah, like a quarter. Quarter, yeah. Maybe even less. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. When I was a kid I used to find them for like ten cents yeah. you know, to a quarter. Wow, way back in the good old days. Yeah. 50 cents, if you really were wanting something, that's when you bring out the 50 cents, you know? Bring out a 50 cent coin, throw it down, and say, there you go. Take this. We don't use those. <laughs> Do you guys have 50 cent coins that you use? There, there are 50 cent coins, yeah. Oh, okay. So you would just have two quarters, yeah? Yeah, generally. Nobody really uses a 50 cent piece here. Um, What do we have? I mean, we hardly use cash anymore, but, like, we've got... Uh, I'm not even sure. We used to have one cent and two cents. But I still think there's fives, tens, twenties, fifties, and then a dollar. You know, it's kind of weird. I was actually looking at, I was Googling about Australian money today. Mm. Uh, I'm watching this show called Mr. In Between, and it's an Australian show. Right. And this guy grabs like 100K in a bag, and I was like, there's no way there's 100K in there. And I was like, do Australians have like a $500 bill? <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't just, find just, anything. So. Just a hundred's the top value. Yeah, so I don't know how they had that much money in that bag, but anyway. <laughs> You'd have to have, yeah, I guess a thousand hundreds. Yeah. Well, it would be... Is that right? A hundred thousand, it would be... Yeah, I guess you're right. No. I don't know if I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. But yeah, it would be a lot of cash to have to carry around. Sure. It would be heavy as well, you know? But, but yeah, yeah. barely any. I mean, the only reason I get cash out now is for my tennis coach. That's it. I, I really don't use cash other than that. Yeah, I run to the bank once a week to pay the baby, or yeah, like twice a month to yeah, pay yeah, the yeah. Uh, daycare. Yeah, that's there you it. Go. That's and it. it's more for that reason is just because I don't like the checks, like because they take a while to clear. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. 
Enough about money. <laughs> away, from, away from economies. Uh, it's one of our other strengths at Signal are doing. We like to get into worldwide economies. Um, so what's going on here? Oh, yeah, so we, we finally had an issue, man, with the Tornado Twins, which I was enjoying. Yeah. The much-talked-about Tornado Twins, they've cropped up in Legion. I believe they were either at a funeral or a wedding at some point in one of the Legion storylines we did. And, yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, and they were very much of a bit player, and we were really getting in amongst the weeds. But here we get them actually operating, and they've got a real attitude towards Wally, big time. Yeah, it's the whole him being like a son to Barry and them being his actual kids who he wasn't there for. Yeah, so there's uh, a fair bit of um, angst there, isn't there? Yeah, fun fact, though, they were actually originally Legion characters. Like, they appeared in a Legion story, not a Flash right. story, so... I always find that kind of. Were they always connected to Flash though? Was it like the? Were they always the early, you know, sort of the descendants of Flash or or not? They were always said to be descendants, but they weren't said to be uh, Barry's kids. Right. So I think that might be new for Wade. Because he's not quite a deadbeat dad, but he's an absentee dad because he dies straight after. Ha- he dies when when his wife's still pregnant. I think. I think she. If they say that he has, she had them after he died. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so he's so yeah. literally never really been there for them because he's been dead. Yeah, and then we never really see him when he comes back, ever talk to him either. So he's just kind of a it. piece of shit dad. He's just like, fuck them, it happened. It was an alternate universe. Like, that was a prior <laughs> version of me. Like, yeah. I refuse to recognize them. I refuse to pay child support. <laughs> um, they're in the future, so good luck trying to you know, garnish my wages. Um, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, do you want to take us through this one? Uh, I I did I do like uh, who have we got on art duties? Is it is it Oscar Jimenez is back? And by this point, I was starting to appreciate him. I got used. Sometimes it takes me a little while to get used to a style. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and then Castrillo does the the John Fox pages. I think. Got you right. I see. Yeah. And he's got that chrono thing on his, uh, the chrono thing on his arms, which is how he manages to get back through time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. There's not really. Okay. Yeah. This is where we see that Iris has been taken. I don't really know. Did they ever show her get taken, or we just she got taken? Uh, but we have Doctor Polaris, who's like a Magneto. Again, I like the magnet powers. Yes. Yes. And- we he's working with Cadabra, which of course he's working with Cadabra. I swear to God, he's appeared in every volume we've done so far. Yeah, but I could be wrong. Yeah, he he does seem to turn up a lot, and he and he's not particularly interesting, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. frankly, for for his constant, he's obviously a favorite of Mark Wade for some reason. Yeah, I don't really get it. Later on, it kind of becomes uh, Professor Zoom, the Reverse Flash that keeps popping up. Right. Which I like him better, but he's also can be over overdone. I know? prefer Zoom to him, and yes, he can also be overdone, but he's just cooler. Whereas Abracadabra, or have you say his fucking name, he's just like this stupid sort of magician. You know? Yeah, agreed. And I'm not um, even sure, is he actually a magician, or is he like a magician in the sense of like a trickster, you know? He uses future technology to appear right. like a magician, essentially. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have, uh, basically we're in the Legion's time right now with mm-hmm. the Tornado Twins. I think probably before the Legion though. Just um, before, because they're talking about the United Planets and all that kind of stuff, like, and protests against them. 
Right, exactly. And the twins seem to be kids still, whereas Excess was close to a founding member of mm. the Legion mm. in the reboot. So probably maybe 10, 15 years earlier. Which is or I guess, yeah. And I, I did like, as a Legion fan and uh, listeners, um, you should check out Legion Outpost, which is the show that Adam and I do. It was good to see the protesting against like the Durlins and stuff and like the, the sort of like, you know, the anti-alien sort of stuff. Um, yeah, the guy there that they have captive is, um, I think he's supposed to be a, shit, I forget what they're called, Kaluan, right. who is where yeah. Brainiac 5 is from. Yeah, Brainiac 5, yeah, they're, they're kind of trashing on him. And then meantime, yeah. in the other storyline, we've got the continuing um, stuff with uh, Linda and, uh, what's his name, John Fox. Yep. Um, and... Uh, I'm sure, and she's like, how dare he decide what's good for me to know? What other secrets did he hide for Linda's own good? Was this one? What if he knew that this was his real death and didn't tell me? And again, she's being held by him, so it's, you know. Um, and then suddenly, uh, and I kind of got confused what happened here. He, oh, he falls into the shark tank. Right. Yep. Yeah, yep, okay. there's a shark tank underneath the ice. Um, meanwhile, the Tornado Twins helped Wally take his next leap yes. into the future. Or into the time stream. Into the past, yeah. Uh, yeah, the next one here, This I, th- I think I had this one as well as a kid. Uh, this was John Fox, and this is John Fox before he comes back to the present, mm. um, where he's had a short time as a hero, but then he became a, like a museum guard mm. uh, just because they decided that robots could do his work instead. Yep. Uh, Wally was a prisoner there, probably got picked up by the robot police. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, John is about to get eaten by sharks, so <laughs> Linda smashes this cage, mm. or the fish tank, and the the art here with the Linda and John stuff is by Jim Chung, mm-hmm. who you would probably know as being a big superstar nowadays. Um, he did, like, Young Avengers and Justice League with, uh, Snyder for a little bit. Look, uh, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of decent artwork. I feel like we've kind of got the B team on art the whole time, but the B team turns in a pretty decent job, you know? Right. Well, here, I mean, I would say this is B work for him just because yeah. it's pretty early in his career. Exactly, which is understandable. Um, but, you know, it, it's cool. And then we've got the thing with Kronos, where Kronos is trying to steal time travel technology. Um, and yeah. I, thought, I thought that was pretty interesting, actually. Um He's such a lame villain, Kronos, uh, at least here. And then and then he actually gets trapped like in a corner. Yep. Uh, there's actually a really cool, uh, in the Justice League Adventures comic, there's a really cool Kronos story but mm. uh, for another day. Um, but yeah, he gets taken out by all the robots going into overdrive. And then Wally takes another leap into the time stream. Yep. And that's when John decides that he needs to go back to stop this great disaster that's supposed to happen. I want and to point out something, page, page 292, I really like the image of the reservoir with the blue. I thought it looked beautiful, the usage of yeah. the blue. I think that's a, it's page 18 in the issue itself, page 292 in terms of the trade. Um, just to, you, Do you like the color of that, the way they've done that blue and like them against oh, yeah. the reservoir? It's a good color. I would say, though, that it doesn't really look like water because there's sure. no waves or anything. Yeah, know? it's more of an artistic... Thing. It's like a big pool, yeah. yeah. I thought it was um, a pool. I was like, wow, they're at like <clears throat> the fucking biggest pool I've ever seen, you know, like, uh-huh. yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, so then John comes back in time, and that's he's gonna arrive where we saw him arrive mm. before, 
Yes. Um, but also... Uh, well, why didn't he take sure. Wally back himself? If he's got this technology, why did he leave Wally to have to do it his own way? Why couldn't he just have taken him back? a good question. Yeah. I did want to shout out, they killed off Kill Blaine, or Chill Blaine. Yes. Uh, he was working with Dr. Polaris and Kadabra. We missed that a few pages ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. I guess he didn't really have the thought to do it until after, though. I don't yeah. know. It's kind of a dumb reason, but... And then we've Seems got the big it. point here. She goes, I, I can, Linda. I know I can with your help. You really are an incredible woman. And she kind of draws her hand back. She's like, ever since I get here, get here, ever since I got here, you've been my friend, my partner, my angel. I'm like, wow, okay. And then he's like, someone I can trust with everything. She's like, John, John. And then there's a the big kiss moment. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, and, at that exact- and that's right as Wally was about to find his way back and it throws him for a loop. And, like, we're supposed to assume that she's so confused that she doesn't know if she is still in love with Wally because John's putting the hot and heavy moves on her in the meantime. It's kind of fucking cheesy, Mark well, Wade. Like, I think uh, she knows she's still in love with Wally. She just thinks he's dead. Yeah, okay, but she's moving on real fast. That's true. She's moving on like the fucking Flash. And, you know, just because... But, like, I, I'm sorry, but I, I just find it cheesy as fuck that, like... Wally's only way to get back to the present is if Linda loves him. It's like, really? That's it? Like, this feels weak to me. If I if I'd Mark Wade on the show, it's it's like that feels like weak source, Mark Wade. You know, will you just? Am I alone in in thinking this, Adam? Am I crazy? Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, it's just, uh, I guess it's more just the fact that he needs something to come back to. Like, it doesn't have to be necessarily. A romantic but, but, love, but, but like but... if he was focusing on her, he could. If he was like massively, but it's the fact that she needs to feel the same way at that exact moment that I find so stupid. Like he, yeah. he's thinking, he's thinking, I'm totally hundred percent down for Linda. So he's focusing on her. That's his target. But what at the same time she's going to be thinking, oh, I love Wally West so much. And if she doesn't, <laughs> and meanwhile she's kissing John Fox, who's kind of like, you know. Kind of let's be let's be fair, like taking his lunch, you know, and um, kind of cutting his grass, as they say, and then, <laughs> you know, and you know what I'm saying? Like it's I I just don't see the connection. I don't see how she's feeling in an exact instant. How that impacts on Wally traveling back to her or back to the time. Yeah, I mean it's a fair criticism. I agree. I just like, yeah, I just think it's. Lame. I guess I'm over it. I, I'm just I just think it's lame. Um, but anyway, so then it starts off, my name is Linda Park, and I was the happiest woman alive. Um, I had a solid career as a newswoman, a good life, and a good man. His name was Wally West, and I fucking quickly fucking forgot him when John Fox was, like, chiming in. Um, (laughs) um, but no, there's a bit of a recap there, and it's kind of like a, a, she's, uh, he vanished fighting a megalomaniac named Savitar. I thought for sure he'd come back again, but I was wrong, and I mourned. And although I'm ashamed to admit it, along with the horrible grief came the horrible doubt. It wasn't beyond Wally to protect me from ugly truths. Had he known that this time he wouldn't return. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's It all leads up to that big kiss. Together we've learned a lot. I and mean, she's really enjoying it. And then she's like, I'm not sure. That's it's interesting. Well, what do you make of this whole relationship, Adam? Like, uh, I think it's creepy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think he's he hasn't aged well, especially. Yeah, I mean, what makes it, it's like, from her angle, I get it. She's she's rebounding, you know, in the arms of someone familiar. 
you know, seemingly. Yeah, she's grieving. She's grieving. It's not her I have a problem with, because, I mean, at the end of the day, that is what it is. But it's him. He's just met fucking Wally, who's travelling back to her. All right. I mean, it's also the fact that he's preying on how she's feeling. Yeah. It's kind of predatory, you know? It's just kind it of is. weird. It is a little predatory. And I'm sure if it happened these days, the Twitter would erupt, you know? <laughs> Probably. So they'd be calling for Mark Wade's head to be, you know decapitated from his body and held aloft through the streets kind of thing like which is <laughs> well, a it's... massive overreaction as well like you know but that's the yeah. kind of thing that they would be saying like it's rape you know that kind of stuff you know right yeah I mean uh, it's uh, also just the fact that he talked with Wally and he knows what uh, what Wally needs to find his way home. Yes. And he intentionally does something to... Sabotage. Make that not happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that, that's the part that's that's crazy to me. Like, it's... It, one thing that I'm against is that he's honing in on his chick anyway, firstly, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. But secondly, he's not just doing that. He's actively trying to disrupt the kind of bullshit way that Wally's supposed to get back. You know? If you think about it as a piece of technology, if it was a time machine, he's trying to sabotage the time machine. And in a weird way, her feelings on Wally are the ridiculous mechanics that this comic is using as a time machine. You know? Yeah. Uh So, you know, Jesus, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't, if I had to go in the future and be like, Michelle, I need you to be at 100% positive emotions, you're like, wow, like, that's tricky every single day. You know? There's, (laughs) There's ups and downs and curves in every relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of negotiating going down. <laughs> it's true. That was crazy. But hey, this is comic book love. This is comic book love. Love. <laughs> anyway, so um, like, let's get into the stuff with uh, Doctor Polaris, who I think has got a really cool outfit. Um, frankly, I don't know much about Doctor Polaris, but I like his outfit. And yeah, he's normally more of a, I think, a Green Lantern villain, but okay. yeah, I like his costume too. He's kind of a bit Magneto-like with his powers, yeah? Like I've seen. Yeah, and they were really pushing him around this time. I feel like they? he was popping up everywhere between Green Lantern, the Ray, the Flash. Right, okay. So, yeah, and you can see why. I mean, he's kind of, you know, he's he's kind of that generic kind of comic book villain with cool magnetic, magnetic powers, you know? Yeah. And then we he's get... He's also, I think, got, like, dual personality. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. He gets yeah. smacked by uh, John Fox when... Um, you see Abracadabra, who's a fucking idiot, going, excellent, this deserves a round of applause. It's running on its own now. And then John Fox comes in with a massive backhand, and not for long. I don't know exactly who you two are, <laughs> uh, but we know you. You're on page 375. That's pretty funny. And they've actually they've actually got the Flash book out that, that Iris wrote. And then we flash to the big moment, but, but you kissed me. No. You kissed me, and you gave me time to think. You kept secrets from me too, John. Yeah, at first you said you were just visiting this time. Only ten minutes ago, did you bring this little surprise, spring this little surprise about coming to avert a catastrophe? Way to push the hot button. Yeah, so she's, uh, and I like it where she's like, tell me another one and shape up. You're not my lover and you're not my hero. You fold on the crunch. You can't pull it together. The city needs someone who can. And what do we see? That lightning starts to crackle. You know, and it's huh, it's yep. almost like old Wally might be coming back, but at the same instant, unfortunately, um, uh, she gets frozen. And who does she get frozen by? 
That's what I... It's the effects of that machine. Um, she's oh. out where those police officers were, if you remember. Mm. When John approached, he like went too fast, and they all like crumbled. It's pretty oh. sad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's why. I see. Because I wasn't sure why she got actually uh, dominated there by the thing. But that makes sense. Well, so it all leads up to this, though, that um, basically Wally comes back um, and there's good there's a good monologue of John Fox at the same time, who, who despite his creepy behaviour, I did find it interesting. You know, the storyline itself was kind of interesting, I, I felt, you know? Yeah, and I always kind of excuse a little bit just because I like his design. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Look, you know, yeah, he's he's a bit incompetent. Um, that's the other part. And gee, doesn't Wally have a lot to say on the topic? You know? Oh yeah, and then uh, remember Linda calls him off and says that he never follows through or something. I forget what she said. She said you you folded the crunch. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it's like, she's, damn, she's like... yeah, she's she's like he got a little kiss out of her, but then he got a fair bit of uh, back chat back as well, like bit <laughs> yeah. of feet, bit of fairly honest feedback there. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so... Jim Chung does the next one again. Uh, we actually have four different artists over this, like, six-issue arc, which is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but, oh well, doesn't bother me that much. Um, yeah, we see Wally's back. Let's go uh, fix your mess. He's freaked out about Linda. He, yeah, he's freaked out. He goes, let's go fix your mess. He's he's just not having it with this guy, is he, at all. They go in and they find Iris. Poor Iris. Is the in there fucking writing all this shit down? <laughs> like it's kind of yeah. it's kind of funny. Like, yeah, but she didn't even. There wasn't even a panel that showed her getting taken. You realize? Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. It's kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess when Excess left her, because Excess was supposed to be staying with her. Yeah, but, but even then, I thought she was with Linda. So I don't know. When yeah, they just in off panel and just grabbed her and then just had her doing this. It's like, well, Mark Wade, you couldn't even have a panel with Iris doing this. Like, they were torturing her as well. That was she's like, we, are you going to torture <laughs> me again? Like, they really sort of dialed that down. I wonder if there was a page and, and DC were like, no, it's too hot. You know, could be. Yeah, yeah. Again, questions. Or maybe Mark they left Wade. something out of this collection by accident. You know, like a one shot. Let's just ask mm-hmm. Mark Wade when you uh, Iris was captured by. Um, Abracadabra and fucking whoever the other guy was, <laughs> Dr. Polaris, she was tortured. Do you want to run us through that? Like, you know, were, were pages taken out? Did you have torture pages that DC were too hot? He'd be like, nah, nah not really. And <laughs> hey, Mark Wade. <laughs> hey, Mark Wade, how's the career? <laughs> running wow. on fumes? Um, yeah, running on fumes, kind of frankly, like you did Flash for too long. Did you burn out? Like, hey, hey, Mark Wade, uh, Adam, the computer says uh, books seven and eight aren't your greatest. What was happening? <laughs> to clarify, I am a Mark Wade fan, so Dave does not speak for me. Whatever. <laughs> what happened on book seven? Imagine. Maybe like, remember Kingdom Come? Wasn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he starts throwing. He plays the Kingdom Come, and I, I'm like, well played, Mark Wade. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Yeah, no, anyway. interesting. Interesting to get him on the show one day. We'd have to... Oh, God, please no. Probably have to vet our questions. What do you mean, please no? I'd get him on. I'm just afraid of how it would go. <laughs> That'd be fucking interesting. Um, no, it could it, it could go one or two ways. It could be a puff piece, or you get rich, start firing some questions in. 
If you do the puff piece, I'm going to have to call you like a Kevin Smith type. <laughs> yeah, I love everything you've done. It's all fantastic. I, I, Champions made me cry. It was so great. When you had all the teen heroes no one's ever heard of. Oh, it was just the greatest. <laughs> Say some shit like that. You know, Kevin Smith. Yeah. I was like sobbing. When, when I read that thing you did with Ms. Marvel, I was just sobbing. It was so amazing. <laughs> Well, yeah, that'd be pretty bad. That's not going to um, happen like that. Oh, I can oh, see it happening. Yeah, whatever. No, it could happen, but then Rich is going to be like, Rich will throw in some bombs, you know? <laughs> Let's just throw in some. Yeah. I might have to ban Rich. For, I'll be like, Rich, Rich is not allowed to ask any questions past 1996. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He's, he's got a strict t- window that his questions are allowed to cover. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty funny. So, anyway. Uh, hello to Mark Wade if you're listening, by the way. <laughs> a, big, a big hello to the Wade family. Um, anyway, so it's going crazy here. Shit's getting blown up. Um, it, it's all action all the time, and which is, you know, cool. He get Then he gets um, Dr. Polaris in kind of a cool headlock, which was enjoyable. Um, yeah, and he says, if you don't stop this uh, wave, you'll, you know, you're going to get crushed by it. So Yeah. All you, his choices. Yeah, you took Linda. I owe you nothing. Choose now. And then Dr. Polaris does actually choose to guide the wave. In a very sort of, like, there would have been heaps of civilian casualties from this wave. You know? Like, think of all the cars. that, that, that They're careful to show you cars, like, not getting overturned. But, but there are cars on a fucking road. You know what I mean? Like Right. Like, you even see cars washed away in the yeah. wave. And I'm like... You know, there's the, in there is definitely there's the ship when the thing comes in. That ship's going to topple over. Um, yeah. DC I, are I careful to be cars. like, oh, yeah, maybe everyone was just really lucky. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sure. They should have just had Wally, like, running to, you know, help people. Would have been awesome then... if they'd said 700 dead. You know? 700 <laughs> dead. Like, you know, fucking 2,000 injured. Not the greatest day for one of Flash's rogues. Where were you, Wally West? And kind of you could have made a story out of it. You know, like... I uh, They do kind of that in uh, 52. There's a part where Booster Gold's supposed to be playing... Or saving an airplane. Right. And it's supposed to be coming from the east or something. But then it turns out it's coming from the west. So he doesn't see it. And like 300 people die on the airplane. Wow. I'm like, Jesus. Love it. It's kind of dark. Oh, but hey, just about dark enough for me. And then, hey, how does he use his magnet powers to? I don't know. I was just make the water go. Maybe there's some metallic stuff in water. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just wondering H2O. if there's like some kind of obvious scientific thing that I'm just not yeah. thinking of. H2O. What is it? Like, I guess it's like there's iron in water, right? It's, like, yeah, it's gonna be some bullshit like that. Like it's it's like how Magneto can get into your blood cells. You know? Yeah. Because it's like there's something in there. I'm no scientist. I'm going literally on half-remembered X-Men comics. But I assume it's that's the explanation. Yeah, Otherwise, if it comes back, stuff. is there any metallic stuff in water? The answer is no. Then Mark Wade's got another question to answer when he comes on the show. You know, <laughs> He's like, can you stop calling me for things like this? <laughs> no. I'll be like, no, we won't stop calling. <laughs> the signal does um... not rest. <laughs> Um, the the scientist here that's helping Linda is Tina McGee, mm. who was in that early uh, Mike Barron stuff as okay. Wally's girlfriend, and that's her husband there that was a villain. Oh, but they've since made up. I you know she, what I remember that I remember that yeah yeah, and she was in the original TV series as his girlfriend. She was a pretty cool character from memory. 
Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, I vaguely remember it. And then we had speed metal. So the time is 1996, so that answers the question that these yep. issues have been going in right in the mid-90s and speed metal has arrived. I kind of like that idea. That that was that was actually um, predating Scott Snyder doing all the medals, if you recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, lot, a, lot more interesting, a lot more interesting than his bullshit medal event that seemed to go for about 10 years. Um, <laughs> so this is the final one, and really it focuses on... The capture of John Fox by the speed medal and the trying to unfreeze um, Linda, which, and I think it was a really good issue. And I'd be tempted, you know, I'm actually going to give this whole book a 7.25. It's not quite a 7.5, but it's more than oh, a 7. 7.25. You just went from the 20 point scale to a 40 point scale. Yeah, well, I, I do what I like on single. I've been giving a few, <laughs> you obviously haven't been listening, I've been giving a few 0.25s recently. Have you? Okay, um, I missed it. I gave um, one last sure. show. I gave one last show on on a, on a weekly comic, and I believe I gave one recently on a weekly comic. Um, I I just feel it's better than a seven, but overall, it's not quite a seven point five. But this that's fair. It ends well. See, it ends well. I think yeah. this in itself is a seven point five issue. It's, I'm actually going to bump it down to an eight point wow. five just wow. for some of the criticisms we've had. I actually think I don't really like the end of this story as much because one, mm. I don't like. The artwork as much it's a new artist sergio cariello it's more old school style art you know i think yeah see that's why yeah. I, that's why i like it <laughs> see i don't know it's just like here with like wally yelling i just think he looks kind of silly well i'll tell you what does look silly on the final page so literally the last page page 368 where wally's smiling in the top right he looks so cheesy you, look, you see the smile see? on his face there, where he's like shaking the oh, guy's yeah. hand, like it's like, oh my god, that's um, that's a cheesy smile, Wally. Um, I also think it's weird that they're just forgiving and forgetting I know, yeah. John Fox. Like I almost feel oh. like this is the setup for him to be a villain more than anything else. Yeah, I know, but like, yeah, exactly. But then she's like, Wally, oh, there's a lot I need to explain. I'm like, yeah, what about that kiss? Or are you just gonna do the old Rick in Walking Dead and sweep it under the carpet that you were banging Shane <laughs> hardcore yeah. in that tent, you know? Um, and there's a lot of speculation about the baby, or are we just going to ignore it all, you know? Oh, is there a baby? I didn't know. Or I knew there was a baby. I didn't know about yeah. the speculation. Oh, there's plenty of speculation if that kid is Shane's kid. Yeah, for sure. Huh. Oh, yeah, there's, there's... I mean, from me, there's plenty of speculation as well, you know? Well, kid's dead, though, right now, so... Yeah, kid's dead, but that's true, actually. <laughs> Good point. Good point. But the kid's yeah. not dead at the TV show. I thought he was. Or the no, baby. that's 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 the son that was the son. There's the child that got killed in the comic but survived in the show. But oh, see, I thought she died infant. in the show too. No, okay. she's very active in the show. Okay, she's I she's like ten years old now, and she calls Michonne her mother because Michonne, um, you know, uh, was yeah. was like Rick's Rick's uh, partner. As oh, the, interesting. As, as the years wore on, yeah, they, they, they were quite the sexy team, yeah. Huh. And she grew up with her as the mum, because the real mother died, you know, epi many episodes before, many seasons before. Hmm. Okay, uh, I thought the whole thing was she, like, fell on the baby and that, killed it. That's in the comic. In that's in the comic. Oh, in, okay. in the show, the same kind of thing happened, but the baby didn't die. See, that's why I actually fell off the show is because I was getting the show in the movie or the show in the comic confused. Yeah. Um, so anyway. 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 Yeah, but, they defeat yeah. these speed, speed metal guys through like clever, thoughtful speed stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
I just got to go a bit faster, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just going to go a little bit faster. I've just got to maximise my speed, but not t- not not into the speed force. I've got to run right at the edge of the speed force. That kind of stuff. like, <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, can you imagine? You, you, Mark Waits just typing it out, and he's just like cut and paste from previous script. Insert, you know, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can definitely get that way with the Flash. Uh... Yeah, just got to run a little bit faster. I've got to get to the edge of the speed force, but not not not, not enter it. I know what will happen if I enter it. I, I almost touch the face of God. Then I slow down, and then, you know, it's just like fucking... Like, it's like, well, you put Mark Wade in a room for 10 minutes, he comes out with the script, just tosses it on the desk and go, there it is. <laughs> like, wow, that's... that's hey, at least thing. he's not getting a $1,000 a page like yeah, Bendis was. I'm sure he's been about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, Bendis is like... Meh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hand it over to the artist. He's got a really great, great time. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, spending his money. Like He's, like, you know, in his, in his bedroom, he's just got money stacked up. On the fucking bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> well, he's like, yeah, it's great. Naomi's going to be in Justice League. No one even likes her. It's great. <laughs> like, the least popular member of Justice League ever. Voted by fans. <laughs> Naomi. <laughs> Who's that? Naomi. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. this shit creation, which actually fucking, you know, oh, yeah, I've got her in the Justice League. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just hate it. Even fucking other characters are going, this isn't the Justice League. You know, in the books. They're going, who the fuck are these people? Who the fuck's Naomi? The sad thing is, she maybe would be cool if, you know, somebody else wrote her. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, indeed. But, like, in, in essence, um, I like the way they managed to get get her um, out of the ice. Because I wasn't sure. I, I I've not read... Like tons of flash outside of flashbacks, like so. I assumed she didn't die, but I also thought maybe she died for some period, and they brought her back later on. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of am aware that she'd been around, and they've got the kids and everything, but I, I did, I don't know the ins and outs of it all. So I was kind of relieved because I think she's a cool character. Actually, I think Linda's one of my is one of the stronger characters in the supporting cast. Um, you know, yeah, she's very cool. Um. I like what uh, Jeff Johns does with her a lot, where yeah. uh, she kind of gets done with the news reporter thing and goes into nursing, which you know was okay. her helping people. Um, you know, oh, I like the report. Her own the way. report. The report is very Lois Lane like, you know, to me. Yeah, uh-huh. she's yeah. she's very kind of Lois Laneish, and I and I don't say that as a criticism. Lois is one of my favorite characters, but look, overall, um, in very enjoyable. Um, if you're a Flash fan, pick it up. It's it, he doesn't let the side down. I think I'm starting to see signs of Mark Wade kind of running out of ideas and pun is intended. Um, but at the same time, maybe Mark Wade gets a breath of fresh air. I, I, I I'm going, I'm going to upgrade my score to an official seven point five, but it's a very soft seven. It's a very soft seven point five. Like it's barely seven point five. And I uh, like you know you could make it like a seven point three seven. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll give it seven point five. I'll round up. <laughs> I um I did enjoy it though, and it does read well and easily, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, this is kind of what I was afraid of. We would get to is now with books six, seven, and eight, where it's going to be a bit of a slog. a slog um to get to the John stuff. Well, you know, but sometimes we're built for a slog, and we don't do flashbacks that often. So we'll we'll get True. there. Um, we'll get there, and look, I mean, if we're really hating it, we we can always bail and just go straight to John's. But I want to give book six a chance. You know, I'm 
invest Truth. enough. And I just got this week my volume eight got delivered, so I've now got the complete Wade Flash run. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Paperback. And you were saying your Starman Compendium's on the way? Yeah, man. I think it's supposed to be delivered tomorrow, so I'm excited to check that out. Cool. I've got the um, I've got the order through Amazon, but they do this thing with Amazon.au. It's really annoying where they don't they don't release it on the day that it comes out. So again and again, I have to keep canceling my order and reordering through the US store. It it it, it happens all the hmm. time. It's really frustrating. Like it's it's really unprofessional actually how they're handling things. But anyway, um, so what did you give this book overall? I'm gonna do eight and a half. Eight and a half, and I gave it seven and a half. So it's a good, uh, good read. Um, and I mean, Mark Wade, you know, back in this era, he is very solid. Like it's, you know, I never read it going, I, I, I really dislike it. I'm, I'm sort of graduating between how much I like it, you know. Yeah, I get you. I mean, the high height will always be the Return of Barry Allen, mm. right? Mm. And for that, you know, I'm thankful for because you know it's a great standalone story. Do you find that Jeff Johns reaches that height? when he does his? Uh, I think Jeff Johns is more consistent, but probably nothing as good as mm-hmm. that. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, well, look, Adam, thank you very much for coming on. We love having you on the show. Adam will definitely come on and do a couple of signal episodes whenever he can. Um, we, You and I, Adam, will definitely do, I think, a Le- I feel like a Legion Outpost is, is ready, don't you? Okay. Yeah, I mean, if, unless you'd rather do Dread or Dead. We'll decide. We'll decide okay. and off-panel and ourselves. But I, I've got a hankering for some Legion, man. I was thinking about Legion the other night. And uh, um, maybe cool. some team-ups. Maybe maybe we discuss an episode of the cartoon show. It's all on HBO Max. It's uh, a good um, idea. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking of something like that. Like, you know, mix it up a little bit. We might do that Batman Brave and the Bold crossover. We could do a Legion episode mixed in. You know, have a couple of things. Yeah, some hodgepodge. Yeah, a bit of a hodgepodge, exactly. And um, we got it by you. Um, how's how's the mission going with getting Paul Levitz on the show? How are you going there? Deep in discussion still? Oh, it's heating up. You know, I almost got the nerve up to to ask him. That's yeah, <laughs> cool. I mean, you, you always got to start out with Paul. Start out your email, Paul. You're one of the. You're obviously a genius with Legion, and you know it back to front. So you start up with a compliment like that. You know, you basically, you were the greatest uh, CEO. Uh, D- DC ever had or greatest publisher DC ever had and a master of the Legion would you be interested in coming on Legion Outpost our hit Legion of Superheroes show it would be a fantastic honour yeah that. I'll definitely uh, I'm just trying to give you the spiel you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> certainly would be an honour to have somebody of his quality sure and I and I wouldn't put him under the grill like I would Wade or Peter David if he came on you know how, how long do you reckon I could talk to Peter David before I brought up the tax you know uh, 30 seconds 30 seconds and I go you just you'd slip it in there I really enjoyed your Young Justice so it seems you were really firing all cylinders you'd be like yeah I was really loving it and I'm like yeah what about the tax what about, what about the <laughs> I go- feel like you'd have to bring up Betty Ross first you know just because you're such a big Betty Ross fan <laughs> Betty Ross yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'd be fucking like why'd you kill off Betty Ross and then <laughs> straight into the taxes why'd you kill off Betty Ross Peter David answer me that question um, you know how's the GoFundMe going Uh, and then we really get into it it'd be great All right. uh, on that note I want to say thank you for listening please join us on the Facebook page Uh, you know everything helps give us a rating on iTunes for for Signal of Doom Uh, there's a Patreon patreon.com slash Signal of Doom but on that note good night (laughs) 